Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston. Joining us here in the Zencaster studios is the time being, Scott. You know, people keep asking me if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That that single quote has kept me from watching any of the movies. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, Just you a need stupid to. fucking line. Um, Dude, stu- I'll tell you right I'm now, it may, be, it may be a stupid line, but it, it's such a great... It's, I love stupid that series so much. They get progressively more absurd as they, they go along. <laughs> they like, do. I, they're I, they're I, at yeah. the point now where I think pretty much everybody in the country is a part of their secret organization. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's it, it's weird. At the end of the third one, he falls off a building. Yeah, but he's okay. And you still you still don't really know if it was really done on purpose or if he really was against him. They still left it all you know like up in the air. So well, they got they, they're sure. shooting right now four and five. Oh, they, I, I knew they were doing four. I didn't know they were doing five. Okay. Yeah, they're doing a lot. Uh, they're they're gonna ride this John Wick thing into the ground. I think they're also yeah. doing a um a mini series uh for TV. Really? Well, uh, let's take take one brief moment to uh say welcome to you. The voice other voice you're hearing is of course our illustrious host Ryan Shipley. Hi guys, and thanks. Uh, I was cool that you did uh, Nookie by Limp Biscuit. That was super cool. Since Fred Durst yeah. is back, yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. So that was a good, that was a good choice. He's back. Jim Jones, Fred Durst is looking real good today. It's like me, John, and John Wick. He's back. He is. Oh and, and the thing is, he's actually aging well. I mean, I know people are saying he looks like the characters that Beastie Boys played in the Sabotage video. But <laughs> yeah. he, he's looking really good for his age. I don't even know how old he is. But I assume I he's probably in his 50s. He's timeless. Yeah. He is. He's, he's another time being. And that other voice you are hearing now is <laughs> one of the uh, one of the hosts from a. I guess I guess we're still friends, but like the uh, no longer a sister, uh, no longer a, I say a sister, still a sister show. podcast. Still a sister podcast. Yeah, in uh, our hearts. Is, I'm gonna also vote for a sister podcast. It's in our hearts. Yeah. The legendary Mike Doherty from Geeks Inherit the Earth. This is a crossover episode. AKA, thank you so AKA much, the collector. Yeah, Scott's uh, trying to get the collector. Care. Scott I'm wants the collector to have This is too cool of a badass name for you not to have it. It is very appropriate. Yes, the the collector, Mike. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you. Thank and you. Uh, good to have you, Mike, and good to have you back, Scott. Thank you, thank you. So here's here's the thing. I want to have a confession here. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, Scott Scott uh, texted me about tw- about uh, two hours so before we were going to record and said, hey, I, I can't do it. My throat's really bad. I got the super cough. And I was mad. I was oh, like, no. you're, putting, you sh- you're putting your health above the podcast, and that's not what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Well, actually, technically, I was putting our listeners uh, uh, over the pocket because I didn't know that all but, they were going to hear is just constant me hacking my lungs up. So. But here's the thing. One hour later – I'm watching the news, and Simone Biles has to step down from performing in the Olympics mm. because she was she was nervous. She was having mental health issues, and she was like, yep. I could injure myself. And I was like, and you know what? That's yeah. exactly what Scott was doing. Scott exactly. is the Simone Biles of this podcast, of Thank our you. podcast. Because um, you, you could have done it. You could have performed, and you could have you could have hurt hurt your vocal cords. You could have snapped them, and yeah. then basically the only podcast you would be good for is one reenacting nil. <laughs> well, also too, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing nil references for the betterment of of the team so, yeah no no you yeah. are the simone biles it also makes sense because if i'd known that one time you did a cartwheel and stole my heart <laughs> right so yeah 
the Simone Biles of this podcast. You're you're the time being slash Simone Biles. I like it. I like it. Yep. I'm digging it. I just like how, how we're doing a lot of great, you know, nicknames now. Uh, I know. It's exciting. Fantastic. I love yeah. this. Yeah. You came on a great night, Mike. Oh, yeah, man. Loved. Yeah. So, so Limp Biscuit is back, right? I think they even had like a new song, right? That they introduced at Lollapalooza. Um, I, I don't know, but I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. It was a rhetorical time. Yeah, they did. Um, the one thing I'm wondering is that the whole band back, like that's something I don't know, because isn't the best person was the uh, what's his name? The dude that always had the weird eye contacts. West Borland. Um, West Borland. I wonder if Wes is back. Well, also, more importantly, though, is he still doing it for the Nookie? Oh, yes, of course he's doing it for the Nookie. Well, that's what I assumed. But, you know, I, I had to make sure. I'm going to see how old he is. One thing about that. One thing I've noticed about Limp Biscuit, it's how hilarious meme culture has surrounded both sides of this. Before they came back, you know, there's been memes for years about Fred Durst. Now they're back. Now there's new Fred Durst memes. So oh, very wow. meme band, very memeable. Mm-hmm. Is it, are they are the memes like uh, pro Fred Durst or anti Fred Durst? Ironically, yes. pro. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you, Boston. <laughs> I think what makes him pro is he seems like on his Instagram. I've seen some of his Instagram video or his TikTok videos. He doesn't seem to be going in like the Eric Clapton <laughs> of just becoming <laughs> a complete asshole. Like Fred Durst mm-hmm. seems to be cool still or trying to be cool because I don't know if he was cool back in the Limp Biscuit days. I don't know if I would consider that cool. Yeah, I don't, you wouldn't think so. He sure as hell tried his best to be cool, though. Yep. He is 50 years old. You know uh, it. He's about to turn 51 in uh, 10 days. All right. So I guess, um, you know, uh, happy early birthday, Fred Durst. There you go, man. Unless you're listening to this on August 20th, then, you know, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, too, if people, are, um, if people are listening to this and wondering why we're not talking about the biggest news right now going on in the world, just remember this was recorded on August 10th. Um, I know August 13th, according to Mike Lindell, Trump becomes president again. Um, <laughs> so we'll probably talk about that next episode. But for right now. <laughs> There's still peace before it's their peace. There's no Trump uh, White House, but I guess according to Mike Landell, and has he ever been wrong? Um, Trump is going to get reinstated as president in three days. Well, that's, okay. <laughs> yep. right. yeah, that's a pretty short time frame. It's got yeah. He's got, I don't know how he's going to do it, but you know, I'm to figure that out myself. He's got three days, but they say okay. uh, supposedly <laughs> tomorrow uh, electricity goes out all across the United States. Well, that's what you ha- that's what has to happen first. Whenever you're going to uh, re you know put someone back in the White House, you have to lose. Yeah, all power. yeah. When you're doing if you're going to do a proper coup, you got to take yeah. out all. Yeah. all, right. all they would have done that back in the day when they tried to overthrow pirates uh, in the pirate captains, uh, but yeah. they didn't have electricity, so they really couldn't. Nope. But that would have been the first thing they would have done. Yeah, maybe you're also the historian uh, of the podcast. Yeah, so maybe he so breaks I, the sacred timeline and jumps over into another multiverse. That could happen. Oh, oh no. What if does premiere tomorrow? <laughs> the collector's blowing our minds right now. Yeah. So, fun, uh, fun fact I learned, uh, this is a little little off topic, but fun thing I learned recently. Uh, you mean the topic of Trump taking over as e- president? Well, uh, electricity. Oh. So, Ethiopia went without power uh, up until, oh, it was 19... 19- Something like the 1940s or something. They didn't have power. They still didn't have electricity in Ethiopia mm-hmm. until their leader, so the emperor, 
bought a new electric chair. Uh, what? What? They bought, they bought an electric chair for executions and then realized he had nowhere to plug it in. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. Couldn't, oh, wow. couldn't a better death sentence be <laughs> that you have to live in Ethiopia? <laughs> oh, That's wow. crazy. Really? But that kind of sums up how shitty we are as humans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God, that's crazy. So that's a big question here. If you had to be, if you had to be killed, right? Like, uh, you know, like death, death row, your own death row. Let's yeah. just say you didn't do it. You're like John Coffey. You're totally innocent. Sure. But, you know, you're, you're going to get murdered uh, here. What way do you want the state to kill you? Now, the, the, are we talking about the 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 legal the legal ways the state has or any way we want to go yes the legal way that what yes well, this, what illegal way do you think the state's gonna kill I'm you i'm just saying if you're asking what your ultimate fantasy if you if you have to choose your way of dying you know no I'm no this isn't a fantasy that. if you're fantasy it's like having sex with like models i guess i guess so um, well, you're just a twisted person you just really want to go out with, with style man i don't yeah, know but okay so we'll go around the room scott what uh, would be what would you do? All right. So probably lethal injection. Lethal injection. Okay. I, yeah. I respect that. Probably the quickest and easiest way to I go. Think so. I don't want to be electrocuted. <sighs> oh, Boston. Oh, Boston may have an oh. argument for pro electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not pro electric chair, but I was, I was about, I was going to say that I would go with lethal injection because it's not like, it's going to be an experience the whole way down. It is not a quick as I understand, it is not quick nor painless. Well, really? Well, I understand though. You're asleep first before anything really happens, right? Don't they put you to sleep, and then that's when they put the? It's a liberal yeah. conspiracy. It's a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you may want to do a little bit of research. Maybe they drop an anvil on your foot. Maybe, and then they, you. they, maybe they, they pull your teeth out first or something. Yeah. Actually, now now that I say it out loud, maybe I'm just thinking of that scene from. Uh, law-abiding citizen, where that was not the right concoction. Um, oh God! Oh yeah. Where he 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 dosed him up, and where he couldn't like pass out, you know, and, and oh. feeling all the pain. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, or it was supposed to, or yeah, because it was supposed to be, or he put the wrong chem, uh, the wrong uh, chemicals well, in there so that it like it was a very he, he did not go he did not go peacefully into the night. Right. Okay. All right. So, okay, so no, command. Uh, so according, no, yeah. according to Wikipedia, yeah, it is unconscious. Then, then your breathing stops. Yeah. So yeah. I still go with my, that, that's my vote still. Okay. Mm. Or, or I just, you know, let me go, go swim with a bunch of sharks. That's... Eventually I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll get What that. prison are you in, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not on the list. That's not on the list. I didn't think it was. All right, Boston, <laughs> what are you doing? Are you still doing lethal injection? I don't know, I'm trying to figure out which one I would have a better chance of like possibly surviving. Okay. <laughs> so like part of me part of me would be like, well, maybe I can find this one find that one place that still does like hangins. Okay. Oh, just be like yeah. Yeah, I could I might be able to I might be able to make it through that. Or uh, I think between hangings and electricity and lethal injection, probably hanging, you're you probably would have the best chance, maybe. Are you thinking that you're having like a sharpshooter on the top of the building to shoot the rope? Oh I mean Depending on the situation, but okay, no, no. I'm thinking about going straight up, like just like the because again, if, if I'm if I, if it's gonna if it's gonna have to happen, I want it to be an experience. Like I just be like, hey, what what this feels like? 
Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't get to tell anybody, but I get to know. You know. Yeah. yeah okay. so that's true. It's like, oh, that's what this feels then done. Yeah. So maybe maybe the electric chair because then okay. I could maybe I could do the Marv. I could do the Marv from Sin City. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's like, Smart. Need to do it again. <laughs> Smart. Okay, so we got one for hanging, one for electric chair. Where are you at, Mike? Or I don't want to call you the collector. I'm going. I'm going full drama firing squad. But Ooh, I want right. a request by the cast of the Suicide Squad from James Gunn. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, even the CGI characters. <laughs> even the CGI characters. But now, would you have CGI. like Sylvester Stallone there dressed as King Shark? Or oh, that's very tempting. Yes, absolutely, full shark costume. Okay, nice. This is getting okay. better. Okay. Oh man, my my worry with um the shooting, I think that one could either go really quick if you get somebody who has a really good aim and they get you right yeah. in the heart or the brain. I guess they shoot the chest, so you're not going to get like a zombie kill. Ugh. My worry is if you get some really bad like um, stormtrooper level shooters, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like nicked, and then they have to keep shooting you, you get hit in the balls. Oh man! Well, if John Cena's is there's peacemaker, we'll get some good jokes out of it, so it'll be a great time. Okay. Yep. I respect that answer. Ryan, have you heard? I still need, I still need to actually see the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. But have you heard the the theory about the stormtroopers and why they that they they were deliberately li- missing? Vader ordered them to miss. Have no, you heard this? Why would Vader order them? This is a dumb conspiracy. Wait, I want to hear this one, but but and by the way, uh, for me, lethal injection. That's that oh, just yeah, seems like that's... the easy way to go. Um, but how would that? So. So why would Vader want the stormtroopers to miss? Is it because he wanted his son to live to, to join him? Is that why the theory is? Yes. Okay. Because uh, if you notice, outside of the main characters, their accuracy is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like when it's if it's not a main character, they're gunning down people left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I Vader mean, knew the whole time that Leia and Luke were his siblings right i mean it's not siblings that was weird <laughs> this movie brother, takes place in arkansas me. um no they they knew he knew like when he when he uh boarded that ship in four that leia was his daughter but that's just a theory yeah i, I don't know now I, he did he did, obviously he knew luke was i don't know if he knew leia was but you would so yeah did he know that he had that, that she had twins or did he think that he she just had a boy I don't think that he ever knew that she had twins, and I'm not, man. But I also, like I should know this. But he's so strong in the force, and also so was Leia. You would think they would they would have sensed some sort of a connection, just being that next to each other too. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Leia never uses her powers in the first trilogy, right? No, not at all. Does he ever okay. even figure out that Leia's his daughter in the original trilogy? I can't believe I don't know this. I cannot believe I don't know this. But uh, I know at one point because when we saw Empire uh, a <laughs> month ago. He mentioned something about knowing of another Jedi. That's uh, true. He throws that yes. line out. I thought that was Obi Wan. Are you sure that's not Obi Wan? He does. He says he that... says there is another. So yeah, he must. He must. He must. Like know. he's like, like you know what? Whatever, Luke. I got a backup. That's Obi Wan talking to uh, Yoda, if I'm not mistaken. That quote. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's right. That's Obi. So, huh? That's because they don't really ever do anything with that. And when George, when they were writing the script for Empire Strikes Back. They knew 
in the scene where Luke and Leia have a good smooch, that that was going to end up being awkward about two hours later, right? No, oh, yeah. no, no. Lucas is such a fucking hack. He did not even decide their brother and sister until Return of the Jedi was probably even being written. There's no way you can tell me watching the first two that he knew that they were brother and sister. There's too much sexual tension there. It's weird. It was a, it was a last minute decision. Let's make a brother and sister trying to tie in some extra bullshit that doesn't need to be there. I'm sorry. That's a soapbox. I apologize. So you think, oh, so no. you think that there was like loss kind of thing where on loss, they pretty much had to admit later on that a lot of that was being just made up as it went. Oh, you think Lucas was making up a lot of that as he went? Definitely. Well, obviously that happens because you can't explain to me how three, uh, two, uh, two, R2 and C3PO know Anakin and they, they don't even recognize uh, Darth Vader. Great example. Absolutely. Um, yeah. He wasn't doing it on the level that they were doing with the new movies. That is complete made up bullshit as they went. But again, another oh, yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I love reading stories about uh, people talk, people talking to George Lucas and about like five seconds in being like, Oh, you're batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just making yeah. the shit up as you go along. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He was really good at creating a world mm-hmm. and, yes. and characters, like iconic characters. Yes. I think his problem was in plotting and writing and directing. Mm-hmm. Because, Absolutely directing. Absolutely directing. I mean, he only directed really episode four and then one, two, and three, right? Yeah, yes, he was involved a little bit with Jedi. Uh, I think he did do all of all of the first, the, the, the trilogy, the original trilogy. I think. No, he no. didn't. No. no, he didn't. He didn't direct four, uh, five, or six. No, no, no. not not the. I'm sorry, not the original trilogy. I meant to say the prequels. The, the first, yes, there are the, okay. the yeah, yeah, yeah. first trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and those you could tell because I remember watching like one of the DVD commentaries for Phantom Menace. I was young and stupid. Don't don't ask me why I was watching the the, <laughs> the, the, the ad the bonus stuff for that movie. But Sometimes he would, you just have um, to know. There would be a scene with um, Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, and he would say, oh, I like – and it would be a scene where it's just both both takes are both on the camera at the same time. And he would say, oh, I like Ewan in this take, and I like Liam in this take, and he would just cut the two takes into the one scene. Mm. And I think sometimes you can kind of tell that, and I think that's mm. probably the reason, too, why Hayden and Natalie Portman had no chemistry. Yeah, yeah, I think because they and I feel kind of bad because Hayden Christensen's not really a horrible actor, right? Mm, like, not, wasn't he good in Leaper and that movie where he builds a house? Amityville Horror? <laughs> no, no, there's a, he's in a movie called We Build a House or something like that. <laughs> I think it's a prequel to We Bought a Zoo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds riveting. Yeah, uh, Hayden's Christensen, and I guess he's going to be back in the um, Ewan McGregor series. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he's. he's I think huh. he's, they have the link to footage of that, or not footage, but information. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah but he's another one of those actors that just basically got destroyed by the Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. like after the movie was over. Vicious um, man, not like poor yeah. Marie Tran. Oh my god, Star Wars fans are like UT Vols fans. Oh. Yeah, Marie Tran, Daisy mm. Riley, um, the guy who plays Jar Jar Binks, the little kid yeah. that played Anakin, the boy that the Star not all the Star Wars fans, but Star Wars yeah. does have some shitty fans. Yeah, the show, the uh, movie was called Life as a House. Life as uh, a House. Okay. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, and I saw it in the theaters because I, I was like, oh, it's got this Hayden Christensen guy that's going to play Anakin. I should see what this is about. And <laughs> it wasn't that it had a good cast. It had Kevin Klein, uh, Mary Steinbergen, Kristen Scott Thomas. It had a decent cast, but it was kind of weak. Okay. It's, it's fucking Scott Bakula was in it, too. <laughs> Why have they not done any kind of remake about Quantum Leap? Good question. It seems I like that's a good question. I feel like you've already answered your own question there. What it's do you Quantum mean? Leap. Quantum Leap is Quantum great, Leap. but yeah. they it's been a long time since they had any kind of show like that. Because remember, Sliders was amazing too. Well, uh, I say it was oh. amazing, but that's going off of my memory of when it first came out. I don't know if it holds up. I, I it's been a long time for me too, but I remember Sliders being awesome. But like, like you said, it could just be you know back then <laughs> it was really good for us. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but they have they done anything like that with dimension hopping? And I mean, I guess in a way, Loki, but it's uh, not something that gets used a lot. The last one, the last one that I saw, um, the last one that I saw would have been technically was it Timeless? Where they were jumping timeless. Their, oh, that was uh, the. They're was jumping through, through time, trying to like fix fix the timeline because some okay. terrorist was ju- jumping through time as well. Yep, yep, I remember that show. There was and, just a, uh, an arc in the Flash comics where Wally was bouncing around in different flashes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, was this like uh, recent? Yep, just wrapped up. Was this what they were trying to do to try to fix the Wally West character after uh, they ruined him in Heroes? Crisis of Heroes or whatever it was called. Heroes in Crisis. And yes, this was the mission was uh, redeem Wally West. And it worked. Okay, good. They did this storyline a few years ago in the comic books where Wally West snaps and murders uh, like five or six superheroes. Oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Well, he has, he has PTSD and his powers activate and he can't control them because of the PTSD and he accidentally kills those five people. So they're trying to oh, put wow. a PTSD story. <laughs> and then he it. tries to cover it up. And they tries to cover it up. Oh, my God. Because that's so Wally West, right? Ugh. Yeah. It was a weird book because you have this deep, dark story going along. And then the uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle stuff is done humorous, which I appreciate because I love that version of those characters. But it just did not fit in what that comic was trying to be. Do you want a spoiler as to how they ultimately redeem that? I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Spoiler Wait. alert. Boston and, and Scott, are you going to read the comic? Uh, Probably not. not so you but... go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Collector. I'll I'll sum it up. uh, It's not his fault that those people died. It was some kind of feedback coming from the Speed Force. There was someone manipulating it. It got there ahead of him, gave the illusion that it was his powers, uh, and the mission of this is him going back through those flashes in time to keep that pulse from happening in the first place. So there's this moment where he's like, oh, it wasn't me after all, and the tears coming down his face, and uh, whatever. At least they got him out of it. And they brought back those characters too, right? Yes, I can't believe you just spoiled that shit for me. <laughs> I was so happy when Arsenal was dead. Oh maybe that God. makes me a bad person, <laughs> but Arsenal has probably the worst design of any comic book hero. It's generic. Really? Okay. He wears a baseball cap backwards. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Do it. It's All right. horrible. And then did they do a story once where he was like a where he was homeless and he was like attacking cats or something? What? Yeah, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah, I, mean, I know there were a few. I know there were a few with uh, Arsenal where it was he was like he got bad on drugs and then had yep. to 
lost his kid or something and Chip had to re- come back and redeemed. Yeah. So when they did that storyline, I think it was in the 1970s, um, Neil Adams book with uh, Green Arrow and Green Lantern were in the book. And mm. um, that issue came out and Bill, the comic guy that we had on a couple episodes ago, um, he asked me to take this comic book to Dragon Con and get it autographed by Neil Adams. And um, it's worth like a couple thousand at least, probably more than that, but at least a couple thousand. I was stressing out because he put this in my, you know, in my possession. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to ruin this book. So the first thing (laughs) I did, I put it into the safe and we got to the, to the hotel and I kept it there until Saturday, which was when I was supposed to go meet. uh, I was supposed to go meet this kid that Bill knew that was going to get the comic from me and then take it and get it autographed. So I'm in the hotel where the kid is supposed to be. And I'm just looking around. I can't find him. Then I see this kid standing off over by the wall with this girl. And I go up to him and I ask him because Bill's saying what he's wearing. And it is that guy. And then I'm like, okay, here's the comic. And then I said, are you going to give me like a receipt or something that, you know, that I gave this to you? And he goes, uh, and he pulls out a subway receipt and writes on the back, Ryan gave me comic. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, this feels shady. Yeah. But at this point, I didn't know what to do because I was so stressed out about this whole thing because I had I had cricket <laughs> too. And so I can I kept calling Bill and, and it would just hang up on him, right? Um so oh, finally no. I called Bill and go, Hey, I gave it to some kid. I got this subway receipt, it's out of my hands now, bro. If you've lost this book, it's on you for trusting me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're like Spider-Man, dude. You yeah, all that power I, and all that responsibility. <laughs> yeah, without the responsibility. I'm the Spider-Man that sees the, that yes. never cares, that never learns a lesson from the burglar. <laughs> the burglar? Wait, the burglar I let go is the one that killed my uncle? That's really weird, right? That's ironic. If that, <laughs> Alana's put that in your song. Exactly. Yes. Look at that. She got an extra line for that. Yeah. You know, interesting note about Arsenal. Uh, right before it was revealed that he had a heroin problem, his name was Speedy. So. <laughs> oh, that oh, makes me so happy. Just throwing that out there. That makes me so happy. But no, he's the worst character. When he was dead, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and that probably is shitty on me. But then again, he is a combo character, so I guess it's okay. I'm yeah, gonna say it. I'm gonna I say guess. It. Okay. I mean, yeah. you you also called in to vote for uh, Jason on Jason Todd too, huh? I was so happy when Jason Dodd, Todd got murdered by the Joker because I did not like Jason Todd at all. Oh, he, he was, was an a, ass. Yeah, he was a punk. I didn't vote on it because I was too young to to call eight hundred numbers. Uh, oh, sure. I was. I was like seven or eight at the time when that came out. But um, but then oh, and um, they're doing something. Who was the uh, the Robin that took over after Jason Todd was Tim Drake, right? Tim Drake. Yep. This week in Batman Urban Legends number six, they're having him come out as bisexual. Ah, okay. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So I'm sure tomorrow, poor Bill is going to get a lot of speculators at his store uh buying up that issue because that's unfortunately one of the things that's we're going to talk about it later when we get into toy stuff but that's one of the things that's ruining collecting right now is just how bad the speculators and bots and everything have gotten oh yeah it is that weird it is that weird spot where like on one hand 
on one hand, I'm so happy to see more representation in media. On the other hand, like, <sighs> you did it for the money, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. it as, is it as bad as, like, you know, it is how they do it for, like, when new systems come out, how you, it's impossible to get them? Is it, is it, is it that, to that degree? It can be if, if you're caught unaware. Like, uh, okay. there was a book I was reading that was coming out um, early in the year. I don't really have a a folder at Bill's store. He gives me my discount, but I'm always nervous to have a folder because sometimes I'll just get behind on collecting, getting stuff picked up. And then I feel nervous because yeah. I have a lot of stuff in my, in my folder. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I was reading a taskmaster mini series, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't get into the bookstore or call Bill to tell him put back taskmaster three for me. Um, hour after the store was open, he was sold out of it because it was the first appearance of a Korean Superman. Oh, wait, what? A Korean Superman. So now what I have to do is the night before I before comics come out, I have to look around on the Internet at speculator sites to Uh, see if there's any book that I read that I'm going to have to make sure to let Bill know in advance. To I mean, like the books like Spider-Man, he's going to know if a Spider-Man book is selling well, he needs to pull one back for me. I would think that if it's a that if it's a Spider-Man book, no matter what, he's gonna pull it back for you. <laughs> Although he screwed up and did not put back Web of Spider-Man number one for me. Oh. And that sold out because it was the first appearance of the kid from Iron Man three. Okay. Uh, thankfully, I ended up just getting a second print of it, and immediately hated the book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not a good book. I don't know what re what multiverse they're doing the book in but it's not good it's not good it's i think it's done more to go along with the um spider-man uh ride and everything that they're doing right now at disney because it's got the little spider bots that are all over that ride at disney and this Mm -hmm. peter parker in this book is more like the peter parker in the mcu so he's more like a kid (laughs) Okay. Which has been funny because Kim, Kim has gone uh, has gone crazy recently since she found a video of uh, Stan Lee being like, "Yeah, Tom Holland. That's what I always envisioned Peter Parker." Oh, he's a great Peter Parker. He is. I agree. Um, so Tobey Maguire was a good. Okay, so if you had to rank the Spider Man, <laughs> we're gonna rank the Spider Man. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Tom Holland first, then I'm gonna go. I don't because I like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I just don't buy him as Peter Parker. I, I agree mm-hmm. a thousand percent with that. He's too good looking to be the nerdy outcast in school. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tobey Maguire definitely plays a better Peter Parker because he's got that weird look to him. Sure. Um, but his Spider Man was not really wisecracking. Yeah, that's, I guess that's, damn it. I don't know. I don't know if I can rank the Spider Man. Hmm. Mike. Now I'm just imagining a giant smart squid called the Wise Kraken. Nice. <laughs> Do it, Boston. Make that your new book. There you go. Yeah. No, but um, but yeah, I think we'll soon. We should at least soon get the new Spider-Man trailer. I'm sure geeks in here to the earth is excited are excited for that. Word on the street is that they are not going to release one. They don't want any more spoilers than have gotten out, and they want everyone going in cold. I don't know how much I buy into that rumor, but uh, apparently that's the word on the street. I don't buy into that's, it. Mm, that's bold. That Even would be they, bold, but they could do one without footage. I mean, to at least get the name out there. It seems like too much stuff has already been spoiled, though. Hmm. 
Um, we basically know who's coming to be the appearing in it. We've seen the Funko figures by now. Um, Alfred Marina gave one of the biggest spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then today they had another spoiler for the, for the movie. Because two two actresses. Uh, oh right. Ker- yeah, Kirsten Dunst and um, Karen from Daredevil were seen uh, hanging out. Mm. Oh. And and there's been rumor that uh, that Daredevil is in the Spider-Man movie. I'm down. I want oh, that man. Those Daredevil shows were awesome. Yeah, uh, and dude. I hope that does then make more possible the rumor that Wilson Fisk shows up in the Hawkeye show. Oh, that, that would what? be... If he comes back in any movie... Oh, you not heard that one? Character, I'm no. there. He was so yeah, good at that role. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's, there's speculation that, uh, that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will show up in Hawkeye as uh, Wilson Fisk. I adored him as Fisk so, Same. so very much. Same. Oh, it was I, great casting. I legitimately did not realize it was Vincent D'Onofrio until we were watching back through it a fourth time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was with the we we had the the subtitles for the blind on. Okay. uh, Or the the, audio descriptions for the blind. And when it said Wilson Fisk play um, by as or uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. I was like, hold up. That's D'Onofrio. Like, apparently in my mind I was just like no no that's just Wilson Fisk that that is <laughs> they, they just they got they they figured out how to summon him from the comics right and there he is I don't know how they did it but I don't care that's Wilson Fisk yeah they did they they hit a home run with that home, with that casting yes mm. I think most of the casting yeah. for the Netflix series were really good except for probably Iron Fist and I thought they were kind of improving him in the second season. Maybe I'm the well, only one with the silence there, but well, you know. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I saw the second season of Iron Fist. I don't think. Did I not? Well, um, I, was there was there actually a second season of Iron Fist, or was it just yes. Defenders? No, no, there, they, was. there was. They, I, didn't they do a second season of Iron Fist? No, they did. I think Boston's um, right. I think it was just Defenders. Hang on a second. No, I thought they did too. I thought they did a second series of Iron Fist. Oh, it's a dead split here. We're we're going to the Googles. <laughs> yep, season two of Iron Fist. Two seasons. Huh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because season two ends with um, after he finds that city or whatever, right? Yeah, season two ends with um, uh, what's her face is starting to get her powers. Um, oh shoot, what's her name? Um, Misty Knight, I think, starts to come, you know, being a bigger part of it. Um, but yeah, it got a second season, and the second season was a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, still not great, but I, it was... I adored the Punisher. Yeah, Punisher was great. It's oh yeah. I, I feel like I, I don't know. I guess just Iron Fist. Iron Fist in my in almost feels like the like you're talking about yeah, Booster Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Yeah. Like I I can't ima- I just in my brain I can't imagine that character being serious. And hmm. they they kept trying to tell us like, the serious serious dramatic story with them, and I'm like I can't I can't buy into any of it. Like I just can't. Yeah. I, I, I w- was hoping they were going to do for the second season, they were going to do Matt Faction's uh, Iron Fist stories, where he goes and goes to the tournament of, uh, what was, do you remember that story, Michael? Not so much. So essentially, he was like going into an Iron Fist tournament uh, to fight other martial artists, and that was super fun, because each martial artist kind of got like um, 
kind of like a backstory with it. I thought that's what they were going to do at the second season, um, but they did not. So he's a cool character, I think, if done right. That's why I'm really hoping to what's it, Shang, uh, oh, Shang Chi, which I think I've been mispronouncing all my life. Yeah, that's recently <laughs> come to light. I think everyone has. Well, how's it supposed to be properly pronounced? The official word on the street is that it's Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I was calling him Bob. Huh, well, no. you're well, you're closer than I was, I guess. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Bob like G. I never knew how to how to pronounce the Thor's hammer until the movie. Mm-hmm. Mew mew, mew mew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not gonna lie, when when uh, when she showed back up in uh, WandaVision, yeah, uh, Kim and I lost our shit. Nice. Oh, certainly, like, she's awesome. I was like, that was definitely our favorite character from pretty much all the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. I I hope since Natalie Portman's going to be in the new Thor that maybe her character will show up in there too. Mm. Uh, maybe. I know they, that she's got chops, uh, but I just struggled imagining her as Jane Foster Thor. She, she's pretty meek for the most part, and I don't know. That's a very bold role. I mean... I, hmm. I, I'm just trying to... Yeah, I was about oh, to say, uh, the SNL rap between between the Portman rap and uh, thinking back to some of some of her more aggressive scenes from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, we'll we'll find out. When Ali Portman was in Pirates of the Caribbean, you're you're thinking of um, Kiera Knightley. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. <laughs> yep. uh, this well, does not look well. Look at Mike just <laughs> laughing at you, Boston. <laughs> well, you know, Queen Almadala was a pretty was was a badass bitch. Yeah, was she, yeah did she do was. any badass stuff in V for Vendetta? She did have I, a lot of fire in. Oh Vendetta. yeah, yeah, I think she did. Okay, a lot of spite and resentment, but I don't know yeah, how I, that mm, yeah. pulled off. Yeah, spite, I, spite and resentment. She, but she was. Because that was that was the thing is uh, no Evie was Evie was supposed to be more of the uh, the create uh, the creator not the destroyer so no she really wasn't that super aggressive in in, in V either she was just and a, she cut all her hair off and do some stuff she took oh yeah no she did I mean she had to well she, the the getting her hair cut off was part of the get, breaking her down stuff that V was doing okay so it wasn't her like I'm gonna shave my head and be uh, Fuck, even Domino was Kieran Knightley, wasn't it? <laughs> Do you know who Nellie Foreman oh is, Boston? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Have you? Man, Nellie Foreman is really good in Pride oh and Prejudice. God, I've... <laughs> I've got I've got fucking Nellie Portman and Kieran Knightley backwards in my head for so long now. This is so weird. That's oh, insane. No. She became a little badass in uh, The Professional. Uh, and she was like 13. <laughs> so, yeah. no, was she was she in was that leon the professional that she was in yes 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 okay which which just has anybody has anyone seen trailers from the protege yes uh oh. we saw that in front of uh captain marvel is that is that a is it is that is that just a sequel it seems like it could be at first when i was watching the trailer i thought it was a sequel to the was it lone kiss goodnight the one with Sam Jackson and uh, where she's like, uh, she's a spy, but th- doesn't remember she was a spy. Uh, Gina uh, Davis, not Karen Knightley, Boston. Not Karen Knightley, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, in v, for, v for Vendetta had Hugo Weaving, who, from what I understand, has basically said he's never going to do another like uh, comic book movie. I think he had such a bad time on Captain America. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh-huh. uh, they replaced him. He was like one of the, what, the three characters that have been replaced in the Marvel Universe since it started. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of had to. He didn't, he didn't come back for in, uh For Endgame, yeah. They, had the, they yeah. brought in um, uh, the guy from uh, Walking Dead. Well, that's an easy recast. Just <laughs> that one's definitely um, the Terrence Howard one, uh, but I guess it worked out really well for Don Cheadle because he just got a uh, Emmy nomination for seven seconds of uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, he even he even said online, "This is dumb, but you know, this is how I roll." i think that happens a lot in some of those is the the voters see an actor they are familiar with and just immediately put that check mark next to yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. well yeah it it does it does depend on how especially if it's if it's the grammys it depends on how they promoted it too because i i don't like i disagree with the whole idea of like yeah, we just go around and like pay people to be like, "Hey, watch a movie and vote on me." And oh, here's the yeah. yeah, they do a lot of that during um, Academy Award time. Is they uh, put out ads and like all the big uh, trade pap- the trade magazines. They um, just do all the promotions where people go to all kinds of like breakfasts and brunches, and it basically becomes almost like a like a pres- like an election uh, like a p- politic uh, political campaign. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Also, obviously, when you edit that part right there, Boston, I just get political campaign on the first try. <laughs> I don't, I don't sure. stutter for like five minutes. And when, when, when Boston uh, edits it, he's going to know exactly who Natalie Portman is. Yeah, Karen Knightley's not going to be in any of no. the podcasts. No. It's, no he's really? actually going to put it in Mike's mouth. He's <laughs> uh, that good yet. <laughs> but it's actually been a while, I think, since Portman's done anything, hasn't it? I, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm trying to remember the last thing that she was in. I'm going to look at her IMDb now. Um, but I do know, I wonder if that Leon movie would go over as well today because they kind of sexualize her. Don't they yeah. kind of sexualize her character in that movie? A little bit. It's yeah. been a lot of times I've seen it, but I believe they did. A little I, bit. I heard there's like a deleted scene where she's in a restaurant with Leon and she's like kind of throwing herself all over him. I heard Ugh. something about a deleted scene, but I don't think I've, I don't think I've saw it. Yeah, um, no. The last movie she did was 2009. Was she in Endgame? Wait, it's got it? her listed uh, here on IMDb, but I didn't think she was in there. Maybe she had a uh, cameo that I don't remember. Maybe in the cameo when Thor goes back in time. Yeah, I, I don't remember being in it. I could have missed something. There's a very busy movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. she also she also gave birth in a Walmart in one of her movies, so that's pretty badass. Which Thor was that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the movie. God, what was it? Okay, I don't know either. I know her last two films were uh, Lucy in the Sky, which really bummed me out because it was by the guy who um, does Fargo and Legion. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, okay. And it just was not a good movie. Mm. And she did that Annihilation. Annihilation, yes. One thing we know is not the Walmart one. No, that's not the Walmart one at all. I would know if I heard the name. Let me see. What are you saying, Mike? One thing that we do know is that Taika Waititi is going to be directing her in this movie, uh, Love and Thunder. So that will be interesting to see what he can bring out of her, if anyone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I loved his his part in Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. 
What, it was a oh, very yeah. touching scene. Boston, you've got to watch the Suicide Squad. Yeah, you have HBO Max, don't you? I uh, close enough. I'm pretty sure okay. it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott, can I tell them? You can. That's fine. Uh, Scott was super high when we watched Suicide Squad uh, Friday yeah. night. Scott does not remember the starfish. I barely. So I remember like bits and pieces of the movie and things that happened here and there, but I don't. I couldn't tell you the overall flow of it or even how it ended. Well, let's not spoil uh, Boston here. Let's let Boston yeah, be not. a virgin. Yeah, well, it's in the trailer. Um, no, but you need, you definitely need to watch it. And also, somebody, they finally figured out which Guardian of the Galaxy member is in this movie. Because, <laughs> you know, there was that whole, where James Gunn had said, hey, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy is in this movie. Oh. Uh, Yondu, right? No, it's a Mantis. Really? Oh, Yondu, I guess, too. Um, no, Mantis is in the... Um, there's a club scene in the movie, and she's one of the dancers. I do remember how... how oh. it I do remember that. You Okay, you remember the beginning part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny thing, uh, a lot of speculators, comic book speculators, started buying up first appearances of characters in that first scene of the movie, not realizing that uh, stuff was going to happen. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so a lot of speculators are losing out on money right now. Um, good, but you definitely need to watch it, Boston. It's a super I good will, movie. I will, I will, I will check it out. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, and I would say, um, always, you know, definitely listen to Mike's podcast, but do not listen to the Suicide Squad episode until you see the movie. That's fair. I thought, they, I thought it was spoiler. I thought it was going to be spoiler free. Oh no, they spoiled the shit out of it. Okay, yeah. cool. Full on. They go, oh, beat, they go beat for, beat for beat. That movie is called Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart Is? Okay. Yeah, she gives birth in, in a Walmart. Where the Mart is? Ah, oh, 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 I see what you did there. I apologize. I'm sorry. So, Boston, <laughs> I no want to make sure right now, who is your, what is your favorite Kara Knightley movie? Because uh, obviously you love her, and this is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently. Uh, Domino uh, would have to be. Are people Domino? Know, uh, Boston. Okay, so Domino is your favorite. Um, she's been in a lot of movies recently, but nothing I recognize. Um, Are you talking about Karen Knightley? Or? Yeah, Karen Knightley. Um, Not Portman. <laughs> she was in a Jack Ryan movie. She was? Yeah, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. That one, oh, uh, that was probably a bad one. That one's probably the one with... Um, Oh, that was the one with Chris with Pine. Was Chris oh. Pine when they were trying to to reboot the franchise? Because mm. you know they do that every few years. Like, um, who's all played Jack Ryan? Um, Alec Baldwin. Oh man, Harrison uh, Ford. Hold up, Jim from The Office. Yeah, which I actually recently started watching, by the way. Uh, and you like it, right? It's not that bad. I, I do like it. John Krasinski, Harrison Ford, Chris Pine, Alec Baldwin. Ben Affleck. That's right. Uh, some of all fears. And Richard Vidon. Who? Uh, Richard Vidon. Uh, he's apparently a side character in uh, Terminator 2 and Scarecrows. Wait, but... Jack Ryan was in Terminator 2? <laughs> that, seems, that seems a little out of pay grade. Hold on a second. What is this? The movie's called... Hold up, hold up. If you start saying, "Oh, I think he was also in Bend It Like Beckham," I'm gonna oh. go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's Karen Knightley. So it's a horror movie called Tumors, and it just so happens that his character's name is Doctor Jack Ryan. 
so okay. it showed up on this list. <laughs> so it's he like... is not the same Jack Ryan from okay. the fancy oh, novels. Okay, so it's like Troll Two with Harry Potter. Yes. Oh. Okay, which that freaked me out the first time I saw Troll Two after uh, seeing the Harry Potter movies and the main characters named Harry Potter, and it's just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I bet <clears throat> it is very weird. Multiverse. But, yeah. Oh my God! It could be the multiverse. Uh, but yeah, just like uh, are I mean, you excited? They can do whatever my... they want now. <laughs> oh, they can do anything, and that's probably what they're gonna do. Um, are you excited for what if, Mike? You know, I have to admit, this is the one that I could honestly not care about. I'm just not interested in it. Uh, the art style is off-putting to me. It reminds me of that 2000s MTV Spider-Man era show. Um, okay. <clears throat> I, it's, I was a little more interested once they announced that it's canon. But yeah. I don't know. I just I've never cared about the what if comics. I'd rather deal with tangible things that are really more with the storylines. But I don't know with the multiverse okay. and canon. Um, I mean, I'll watch it, of course, but I'm I'm not yeah. excited about it. No, I, I totally get that because the, when they do normally do the um, alternate universe months and books, I usually just skip those books. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like when they did the uh, DC thing, they did the first of this year where they jumped for like all those years. Oh, uh, future state. Future yeah, state. Future state. Yeah, I just did not care for any of that. I just I just basically skipped it. I think I read the Swamp Thing one because I'm starting to really like Ram V. He's a good writer. He is. The uh, Wonder Girl has been the big success out of that series. Uh, they've now brought her in with some comics of her own. They're on the second issue. Uh, Joelle Jones, writer and artist. Really fucking spectacular. Check out Wonder Girl if you haven't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and while we're talking in Marvel for a second here, because you know, we're not gonna we don't do we're not gonna do much segues, I don't think, tonight. Um have you seen the stuff coming out about how bad Disney has been treating the creators of all the uh, Marvel characters they're using? Read that yesterday. Yeah. I so read that. What, so yeah. Essentially, they're paying them five thousand dollars plus letting them come to the uh, premiere of the movie. <clears throat> okay. um, the guy who created uh, Jim Starlin's his name. He created uh, Gamora, Drax, and Thanos. He made more money for creating a side character called KG Beast in the Batman Superman movie than he did for all three of those characters. Hmm. And you know how much money those characters have brought into the Marvel, uh, to the MCU. Thanos was basically the big bad for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, and all they've gotten out of it was like 5000 bucks, And I bet they weren't even in the same uh, premiere room as all the actors. They were probably in the the flow over room i bet that's really interesting to think about i wonder if that's going to change contracts moving forward like perhaps creators have a clause in the contract where for creation of theirs moves on to a movie they get a certain percentage something like that i mean you'd have to address that these days that's obnoxious you would kind of have to because like um you think about jessica jones bendis creates that character and bendis gets nothing out of it yeah uh i mean it reminds me of the that's what a lot of people have been talking about as uh, people just go ahead and how, how important it is for some, some authors just to go ahead and do their own thing because they're not going to get a penny through Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm again reminded of the, the Warren Ellis, the Warren Ellis quote of hey, they were like, Hey man, they're using the extremist project in uh, Iron Man three, but you're getting, making a whole bunch of money off that. And he's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> You yeah, know, it's all very yeah. reminiscent of the origin of Image Comics. You know, Todd McFarlane created Venom. Marvel Comics said, hey, Todd, we're going to make Venom an anti-hero. He said, uh, no, you're not. I created him. They said, well, we own him. Yes, we are. He said, well, fuck you. And he and some patriots went and made their own comic company, Image Comics. So we've already seen this lesson learned a little bit in the past. 
Yeah, hmm. and it's um, and we've also learned the lesson of the bad press that the companies get for this. Remember, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. in the late seventies, the uh, Siegel and Schuster, the creators of Superman, were basically living on welfare. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh wow. Do you want to do you want a uh, horror story with that? Uh, Peter Beagle, the dude who made the Last Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he, he's gotten justice in the past past few years, but nah, like the the people that were watching his estate like fucked him over good. Mm-hmm. That's a deep cut. Last Unicorn, I like it. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing with uh, Bill Finger, the co-creator of Batman, and honestly, the creator of yep. a lot of the big Batman standards. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, got screwed over by his co-creator and the company. I think he was another one that basically was penniless and never was given the credit he deserved until I think in the last 10 years. We know that back then so many people just considered all this stuff just nonsense for kids. I mean, those authors yeah. in a lot of circles were considered a fucking joke. They didn't know that they're going to be at that time literally creating storyboards for multi-million dollar movies years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, but it's like one of those things where like I know like Stan Lee was embarrassed to tell people he was a comic book writer. Mm. At parties, he would introduce himself as just like a, a novelist. Um, but there's stuff like Brew Baker. Um, basically did a run of Captain America back in the uh, middle 2000s, uh, which basically introduced Winter Soldier and essentially became the Winter Soldier movie. Pretty much a lot of that um, takes a lot from that series. And I, Brubaker basically got the same thing, 5,000 bucks and premiere tickets. Dang. Yeah, it's just frustrating. But I, I honestly do hope this story starts to break out more um and some of these some of these artists and writers start getting because i can imagine if i was working for one of the top two dc or marvel i couldn't imagine creating any characters for them yeah why would you yeah i and that's why a lot of it the same day this story came out another uh big uh comic book writer right now uh is it james tinian it is uh he's amazing one of my favorites right now actually Yep. Uh, something is killing children. Wind yeah. uh, and the nice house on the lake are super good books. Um, but he's leaving DC um, at the end of this year or early next year, I think, with Joker. Um, and he's basically going off into this new company, which is basically paying all these creators large sums of monies uh, to come just work off of their. Uh, I guess it's all going to be digital, but just to work off of just for them. Essentially, kind of like what Eric Bischoff did in the '90s with wrestling. <laughs> Is there just there any of them for for jumping ship and leaving? Yeah, I just hate it for the comic book uh, stores. Well, yeah, true. No, that, that's true. Have you yeah, talked to Bill about that? Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like for the comic book uh, stores, it's kind of tricky right now because coming up in a few months, they're going to have three companies they're going to be paying shipping to. It used to be everything mm-hmm. was through Diamond. Um, which I think is good that they're breaking off from Diamond because Diamond was kind of shitty. Um, but DC and Marvel are going to start shipping their own comic books, and then you're going to have Diamond for everything else. So you have that on top of all these big creators. Because I think, Mike, it's been like, what, three big writers that are basically planning the jump ship from the industry Sounds and just right. go to – I think it's like, what, Scott Snyder, um, Jonathan Hickman, and uh, Tinian? Yeah, I don't know that Higman's jumping ship. I know that after the X-Men, he's going to do some creator stuff. I don't know how permanent that is. I don't think he's making any kind of statements with it exactly. You know, they'll, they'll come and go these days with contracts. Yeah. 
And, but it's kind of interesting because like what you were saying back in the 90s, it was image. It was all the uh, all the uh, artists and Jim Valentino somehow got stuck in there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was uh, <laughs> an era when artists were being treated as super fucking stars, putting on yeah. uh, jeans commercials. All this yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rob, was it Rob Liefeld and Spike Lee? Uh, I, didn't to, I, I didn't want to uh, say his name, but yes, Liefeld was. was oh, God. I think you say his name five times. He shows up no, and, don't do it. and erases your feet. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things that it just cannot look good publicly, publicly uh, for your companies. Hey, take that out too, Boston. <laughs> you no, take out oh, that, that one stays. and one Karen Knightley. Um, <laughs> Karen Knightley, I think, was a part of Image too, right? When she jumped ship with Todd Farland and all of them. I don't know who that is. Uh, is Karen Knightley again? Um, she's the creator of Spawn. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to be one of those things where Marvel is going to have to address it, or Disney is going to have to address it because I can't see this going away. No, I don't either. Yeah, it's it's just completely nonsense. I mean. I don't know. And I think um, Roy Thomas had to basically fight with them to get uh, get his name added to Loki mm. uh, on the credits. Uh, he got his name added to the credits of Disney Plus series Loki after his agent made a fuss. Um, yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce this. I'm sorry. Tanishi Coates, who's been writing uh, Black Panther and Captain America right now. Um, basically says, long before I was writing Captain America, I read Brubaker and Epstein's Death of Captain America storyline and Return of the Winter Soldier, and it was some of the most thrilling storytelling I've read. I'd rather read it than watch the movies. I love the movies too, but it doesn't seem just for them to extract what Steve and Ed put into this and create a multi-billion dollar franchise. You know, I wonder how this compares to author's rights with novels for novelizations and movies and things like that. That's interesting, and I know too, Disney kind of got some shit last year um, for uh, the Star Wars books. Oh, that's, oh, right. that's true. I heard about that. What, what, like what about not giving the, the credit where it was due? I don't think. Yeah, they weren't they weren't paying the authors for the books that they had written. Oh, wow. Before Disney took over, Disney right, decided right. somehow that even though they own the rights to all this now, they don't owe the rights to have to pay these creators for it. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it's just nonsense. It's like one of those things where I love what Disney is doing with Marvel, and I think they're getting on the right foot with Star Wars. Yeah. But as a company, they're they seem evil. No. Yeah, I agree. Well, Not they are short on money. They need the money. You know, they got to watch. Looks the like uh, another company who seems evil for recent news uh, that's been going on. What's that? Oh, cough. Activision cough. Uh, so oh, there's a segue boy. you said wasn't going to happen yeah the, <laughs> the time being was ready yeah, so, I was ready for that segue <laughs> it's kind of gotten worse right like stuff that started coming out since we spoke about it like I heard yeah. sexual uh, misconduct allegations oh, yeah. so those are apparently part of the original suit like those th- yeah it's just been going on for two, like two years like two years inve- that, that investigation has been going on and that was that was the original suit. And yeah. I wanted to so much blame this on Activision, but they're saying a lot of people involved in this are people that have been Blizzard since near the beginning, right? Now, yeah. from from what I'm gathering, Activision hasn't done a good job of uh, you know, handling the situation. Right. Yeah. So 
what's the newest news on it? Like the president of the company has stepped down. Yeah, president Pre- uh, finally stepped down, which that was probably a, inevitable. That was going to happen. I guess Biden can do that once Trump takes over in a couple of days. Well, he's, got, he's got three, <laughs> three days to you know make the transition. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it says here World of Warcraft has been bleeding players since the start oh, of the yeah. year. Um, some of these like like really famous YouTube people that that plays WoW, you know, like like they're big in that community. They're just totally quit. They're just yes. like Final Fantasy and some other you know stuff. Yeah, it said the Exodus appeared to fly into overdrive in early July. However, uh, when the massively popular WWO streamer. Asmund Gold decided to start streaming yep. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, he, he was um, he's the big one that started it. Yeah, and uh I think it's kinda hitting a domino effect, right? Like I know like Blizzard has not done I mean they obviously had all the issues two years ago with um backing China over uh yeah all the protesters. Yep. Um it doesn't seem like Bli- Blizzard I don't know honestly what they can do. I know there well, one of the things they're think- one of the things they're trying to do from from what i've gathered the big big problem is one of the things they're trying to do is they're hiring a company um uh hires the they're, they're, yeah they're hiring the wilmer hale law firm the same one that uh amazon was using to bust up unions and any oh. uh any hint of unions uh, so that has been oh, a boy. terrible look for them. It's like you're like you know immediately signaling like, oh hey, we are we are prepared to dump as much money into fucking you up as we need to. Right. Wow. Yep. And it's supposedly been at first when I first read it, I was hearing, okay, they're um they're not giving females and minorities the same chance of promotions as they are like the white men. Yeah. But then I started hearing more into it's not just that, but it's like basically like. It's like All a the harassment that just... fraternity culture is what what it seems like what they're yeah. describing it as. Yeah, I tell you it... what it sounds like to me. It sounds like kitchen bar restaurant culture. I've worked in oh. kitchens and bars most of my life, and it's just yeah. eaten up. It's rampant with all of this kind of disgusting behavior. Oh, wow. Uh, but nobody's coming for the service industry. That's just the wild fucking West. But I like seeing uh, other companies get kind of cleaned up in the microscope put on that, because I hate to think people are in that kind of environment in their jobs. Is it not getting better, like in the restaurant industry? You know, the it... thing, I know this is going <laughs> to sound uh, judgmental or labeling, but the onset of millennial culture a little bit, as corny as that sounds, has kind of started to creep into restaurants. I think there's a lot of people that are unwilling to accept a lot of behavior that has just been piled upon people in the past. Okay. That's good. Yeah. It is. It I... is. It's minor, but I can tell it's definitely present. I remember I never worked in a restaurant industry, but I worked. Um, it's kind of going away now so i don't i feel free talking about it uh i worked for game tap for a little bit and, yeah and the sexual harassment that the girls had to deal with there was just insane what from now are you talking about from the co-workers or the, the <laughs> customers from the managers oh shit okay yeah yep. managers and some of the co-workers too but mostly the managers would just oh, wow. like if you were a cute girl working in that call center you were basically just targeted yeah Damn. And this was like the mid 2000s. So, uh, yeah, it was unreal. I just, I never worked in a place like that, that stuff like that was just in the out in the open and just everybody just treated it like it was normal. Well, obviously, nobody, the women were just basically probably scared for their jobs. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is why when people go, well, why don't women speak up more? It's like, well, a lot of them don't because they're scared to lose their jobs. Yeah. They're scared, yeah. scared of being getting, sure. you know, like, especially like in the video game industry, blackballed. Yep. <laughs> and that's a legit fear. Yeah. I always have a good perspective. My fiance, Jamie, uh, adores sushi. She's a master at sushi and she worked in the restaurant industry for a long time and listening to her horror stories of just the things mm. she endured, very eye opening. Mm. Is she still in the industry or has she moved on to something else? Uh, as a bartender and an event specialist. So out of, out of the uh, kitchen, at least. I saw the come over to house to your house one night for dinner because she was talking about cooking for us. And just from what it sounds like, I need, I need to, I need to have an experience from a master chef. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you have to wear a mask. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, kind of getting back into Scott's never stopped, but I'm, um, I'm starting to get back into mask again. Um, that, man. That, that's you're taking away from my rights. And, uh, <laughs> Vaccinate it, you know. I'm an American, damn it. As soon as they say, hey, it's time to get a booster shot, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, speaking of that, do you think, okay, so Dragon Con, you know, it's a big Ooh, uh, convention yes. every year in Atlanta. They skipped last year, thankfully. At the last minute, they said, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to do this. Um, Good so call. this year, they're doing it. They started uh, basically pushing people to get tickets in advance, going, hey, we're only going to have a more limited um, number of people. Um, so I got my ticket. My my best friend, Aylin, ended up getting it for me for a birthday slash Christmas present. Oh, that's nice. Um, it's super nice. But now we're starting to kind of wonder if we should go because, like, I know this is Georgia, but I know in uh, Knoxville, my friend uh, works at a hospital downtown, and he said uh, cases of COVID have tripled. Mm-hmm. In the last uh, in the last week, and that's because of the new variant, right? I think Fake a lot news. has to do with the with the Delta. I know it's just like the flu. The flu's never going away. Um, yeah. So I don't know honestly if I want to go, but Dragon Con is has already basically said, and, and they said it like, unfortunately, we're not going to do <laughs> refunds or let you push it back. Like you know, it's out of their hands. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm honestly at this point kind of not sure if I'm going to go or not. I don't blame you, man. I I don't think I could. I think I would be way too scared too. Yeah, I I kind of get freaked out again now going into like uh like a gas station <laughs> and that's no, like I'm ten really. people. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean for. There's yeah. a very real thing in the convention world that everyone knows about that frequents conventions, especially large ones, and that's the con funk. That's that con little uh, the con, fun, con crud that goes con around. Crud, a little yes. it'll start creeping in. So uh, that combined with COVID, ooh. yeah, I got yeah. I got it really bad one year. Con COVID, um, ah, yeah, it's. I know they said they're doing things like everybody's got to be masked. Um, they're going to close, um, between panels, they're going to close the rooms down to do like, um, deep cleanses. Yeah. Uh, they're going to close the hotels down at two in the morning and just basically That's clean still, everything. That's a shit but ton of people though. still worrisome mm. because there's, uh, there's still a lot of anti-vaxxer people that are going to be coming to Dragon Con. I'm yeah. sure they're going to wear their masks wrong. Some people are probably yeah. going to show up with COVID. You know, that's still something that blows my mind as I've been learning more and more about it, that how many nerds are stupid? Um, yeah. Like, you, yeah, you would think with the stuff they grew up yeah. with, like all the science fiction and all that stuff, that they would be more empathetic to this kind of thing. Yeah, like, 
But there's a weird disconnect because <laughs> it was made political, unfortunately. Uh... Yeah, and then there's also the misinformation. I had to kind of, I did, I did my part to get a YouTube video taken down the other day, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, one of our mutual friends posted on Facebook a trust the science thing, and it was just this video of this guy in uh, some. Um, like forum and uh, like for a board in front of a board of education. And um, I think in Indiana, and he was just spouting a lot of nonsense, anti-vaxxer stuff, but it sounds intelligent when you're listening to it. It's just when you start researching and seeing like how much nonsense he's spouting when you start realizing. So I could see if somebody already had a narrative in their mind and they listen to this guy, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, this makes total sense. This is the truth. The vax, vax, the people with vaccines are the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I went on that video and I was as polite as I could be because I've decided not to just engage and be angry with these people anymore. Right. But I fought hard in that thing and then I kept reporting it to YouTube and they finally took it down. Yeah. Wow. And then some okay. people got mad at me when I talked about it in the in a TikTok video comment section and um, were telling me that I was uh, that I hated free speech. So, okay. yeah. Well, you are coming to spy, so that makes sense. I, I was. I worked for China. Yeah, I mean, this is what I do. It's my bread and butter. I, uh, you know, that that all. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, are a communist, you know, spy from China, uh, because that that's what made you, you know, stop doing the old podcast, and now I'm, now I'm on the new one. So, yeah, you. I know it worked out well for you. Worked out great. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But it is one of those things with like for friends, because unfortunately I do have some friends that will are not going to get the shot um, and I worry for them. But it's at the point now where I don't know how to talk to them because I don't want them. It's just it's a weird time. Oh, it definitely is. It, yeah. it's, it's caused so much divide and, you know. Friendships being lost, and you name yeah. it. It's, it's it's weird times. But you know what doesn't cause friendships to divide and uh, separate? Well, now tell me. Toys. Yay, toys! I in <laughs> fact think that that brings it, it's closer together. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, you're a big toy collector, right? I am. I am indeed. Yeah. Do you still do your uh, toy videos? I was on a hot streak. I was having a lot of fun and we got kind of between houses or selling one house or buying another. Mm -hmm. It took a lot longer than I thought. So I've got so much stuff in boxes. It's really eating away at me. I can't wait to get back at it. I'm hoping here within the next month, I'll, I'll get those videos back up and going. Okay. Nice. Well, so tell, tell if, what kind of videos, like what, what would it, what would it be about? Just you uh, demonstrating the new toys you got or like open box type videos or what? Yeah, basically kind of unboxing uh, reviews in depth uh, like the articulation, camera angles, uh, nice stuff like that. I'm, I'm a big customizer as well. I'm, I'm also kind of in limbo with that, but uh, I look forward to doing some videos, some tutorials with painting, stuff like that. Oh, Try to educate some people, get some new people in the hobby. Very cool, man. What um, What's your big uh, line right now? For me, it's always Transformers. That's that's my bread and butter. That's where I always come back to. If I had to sell parts of my collection, I, that would probably be the last I have to come to. Okay. How big is your collection? It has been a while uh, since I counted. There, there's a lot of lines. Luckily, uh, my fiance is also super into it. So, I mean, we're talking That's about awesome. Transformers. Is it on par with like uh, Steve Carell and the 40-year-old version? Like his collection? Oh, 
That's amateur. Are you kidding me? That's nothing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're going to actually need uh, an entire room's worth of display shelving when we get into our new house. We have that planned out. Have some wow. build shelves. Hell yeah, the man. That's room. awesome. So yeah. is, most yeah, of your comp, is most of your book uh, toys kind of like um, in storage right now? Yes, they're in the storage space, and I'm very sad. It's been much longer than I anticipated, and Aww. it wears on me. I need to see them and touch them. And are they all still in like their original boxes and everything? Oh, no, no. I bust all that open. I love to display okay. them. To me, it's like posable art almost, you know, especially when you right. get certain versions of characters. And I like, you know, putting them in different poses sometimes on the shelf, just if I'm in the mood. It's a lot of fun. Cool. And so, um, like, how many different – so they basically have, like, Generation 1, Transformers, Beast Wars. Is it just, like, all the – do they just keep bringing out, like, new lines? Well, they do. Uh, for me, our collection is very much rooted, of course, in the 80s nostalgia where all these characters were created. Uh, but they'll, they'll refresh it from time to time. Over the past five, maybe six years, they've really, really gone in hard on these classic looks and finally given us – the perfect versions of them. I think they realize that the fandom is aging and they're like, well, if we're going to get this last little bit of money out of them, <laughs> we can, we can finally just drain it out and make the best versions ever. Uh, but that's fine. I love it. It's great. They're really putting out good stuff. And they'll, they'll have alternate lines as well. You know, the, the garbage Michael Bay movie stuff, or maybe uh, uh, a line for preschool or something like that. But do you collect yeah. those or do you just collect like no. what you like? This is what I'm, what I'm into that again, okay. the 80s soft spot, you know, like masters of the universe recently, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, some wrestling stuff. Nice. Uh, Mike, are you familiar with uh, Carney Biscuit? I'm familiar with the name. Uh, he is a uh, – he, he's another collector who uh, is also a professional clown. Ah, and, right, right, right. Uh, he posts he posts, uh, some videos. Uh, I don't think he's done any videos, but he's posts photos every now and then where he will do, like, full dioramas and – like photo shoots with his GI Joes that he's uh, modified and done other stuff with. And it's, it's some of them are beautiful. Cause there's like a whole story there. I just didn't know if you'd seen any of his stuff. Uh, you know, I probably have seen some of his stuff in the circles I'm in uh, and maybe not even noticed that I'll take note of that name though. And, and I'll look some of that up in detail. So, so when did you first start? Like how far back was this? Did this happen when you were a kid or when, when did you first start collecting as, as a, as a true hobby? Uh, well, you know, absolutely. As a kid, I was there for that sweet spot. The original Star Wars figures, Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. it's, it's where Same. companies decided this is the model. This is what we're doing. Uh, Reagan 80s. So very materialistic. And that, that just always stuck with me. You know, I, I was a kid there for a while playing the bands, get away from that uh, early high school. Uh, but I, I came back into it late 90s, 97, 98, something like that. Just seeing some of the amazing renditions they were doing of these characters. Uh, got me hooked back in, and I've never been ashamed of anything I do, usually. Right, so I, right. I, I was into it. That's awesome, man. Is it? Um, has it been hard to like uh, find certain items and that you want to collect because of like how bad the speculator market's gotten? Yes, absolutely. That is the most aggravating part. Um, scalpers, uh, scalper scum, as I like <laughs> to say, a really yeah, great, great, uh, great name. Yeah, it's, it's awful. I mean, we're talking about people that will line up at Target, go in, buy every figure on the shelf, and they may not stock that figure ever again, or it might be months, or definitely in times of COVID with shipping problems. Who knows how long it's going to stay blank. But I don't know. It just bothers me. They can't be making that much money off of these figures, 20 bucks here and there. I don't, why do they have to yeah. pick, on, pick on these guys? We're, we're just fans. We just want the figures. Go so scout football tickets or something. I don't fucking know. So they'll basically show up at the uh, if they know, hey, Target's going to get new new because it's usually Sundays, right? 
Well, it's it's many days of the week these days, and now oh. there's tools that you can use to see literally stores' inventories. Brickseek is one. Oh my god! Uh, and you can see, oh, they've got six in stock, and you'll know where to go. And, oh no! Yeah, and they don't limit like, hey, you can one toy per person or anything like that. Actually, Target has started doing that for certain lines. The recent uh, GI Joe line has caught on fire more than anyone possibly could have expected. And you know, people that are into this line, they want five Cobra Troopers, they want six Cobra Troopers, so. Prices are up to $100, $110 on eBay for these figures shortly after. Uh, and we're talking about assholes going into Targets, berating employees, being demanding, being rude to people. Hey, if anyone listening to this, please don't do that. What, what are you talking yeah. about? These are people at their job. Yeah, well, well, hopefully the one one that we know doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> are you able, though, to like do any kind of pre-orders for these care- any of these toys to make sure that you're able to beat the, beat the scums? Yes, that's the secret online pre-ordering. Uh, I've always enjoyed finding stuff in the wild. You know, you might have a yeah. shitty at work, stop by Target. Oh, awesome figure. But those days are far and few between. So really, it's yeah. ordering online is the smart way to go. It, it sucks. You've got to have some room on a debit card or a credit card to make sure you can do that. But um, mm-hmm. that, that's definitely the way to go. Do you like doing anything like Does Bill do pre-orders? I like to support Bill where I can. You know, he uses Diamond, um, so okay. they'll often put cases stuff up. But there can be a little bit of delay on some of that stuff. But I like mm-hmm. to definitely get stuff with with local where I can for sure, particularly Bill. I guess cases are the way to go if you're trying to do because right now I guess the big thing is to build the figures. Yeah, recurring theme. Suicide Squad just came out with the wave of King Shark build a figure, so. which is that's going to skyrocket that that set, right? Oh yeah, there. Oh yeah, because at that point you need every figure. Yeah, and it's crazy because there's always like one character in the line that just gets a really low print run, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Ratcatcher so. two in this one? I would assume. Uh, probably Polka Dot Man in this case, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. Pokemon Polka Dot Man's getting some traction. I saw the other day his first appearance is now going for thirty-five to four thousand dollars. That's a big oh, jump. Okay. That's a big swing. <laughs> yeah, he's a big. <laughs> Scott, you'll know when you finally watch it sober. Um, Polka Dot Man <laughs> is a big part of that movie. Okay, um, all right. Yeah. So, have you collected any of the Suicide Squad one? Is it who's doing them? Todd McFarlane Studios. Oh, oh. Because he's recently, kinda... uh, he's recently inked a deal with DC to where he's not only is making his own version of figures now, he's now taking over all of DC Direct, which was the stuff that they sent directly to comics. So he is essentially their toy department now. Which, how do you feel about that? Because I know some of the DC Direct stuff was really cool, wasn't it? DC Direct was cool because it was very artist-centric representations of characters. You're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a Tim Sale Batman figure. But their quality control sucked. Their limbs would oh. fall off. They're, they're, they're oh. terrible, just bad, bad figures. I, I bought seven or eight and i gave i just gave up after having limbs fall off and snap and the plastic okay. get too tight but so I'm, I'm certainly glad to have someone else take it over but his uh mcfarland's uh, quality control is really good absolutely he's finally managed to walk the two worlds of uh sculpting with articulation so they're very accessible modern figures with that good mcfarland sculpting god okay. yeah i remember how badass his his stuff was back in the day so i can't imagine mm-hmm. yeah his his this dc i only have two problems with this dc stuff so far i don't like how tall they are. They're very big. And I don't like how much it's Batman. I don't like their sass. It's way too much Batman. Oh, is it? It's a lot it's, of Batman. It's like, you know, back in the day when the Ninja Turtles would start getting lazy and they would have Farmer Michelangelo and that stuff. <laughs> I feel we're almost there with the Batman stuff. Gotcha. Lately, he's been adapting uh, whole waves for 
comic centric things like death metal, for example, um, you yeah. know, get your death metal way or something like that. But uh, th- I will say that they are available in targets, Walmarts. So you're not having to go out of your way to find them. They're accessible and they're usually in stock. So that's good. That's really good. That's always a plus. So do you remember um, like what your first collection you ever collected was? Well, as a kid, definitely Star Wars. Um, I certainly, well, okay. I don't know. Right there with He-Man. I would say Master of the Universe and Star Wars as a little kid, six, seven years old. Uh, yeah, and then getting He-Man. getting back into sure. it, uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe for sure. Okay. Do you still, did they still do the old school looking G.I. Joes? They're doing a line right now called G.I. Joe Classified, which are Marvel Legends six inch size. Uh, okay. And they look... In most cases, if not identical, very, very, very close to the original figures, just in modern, okay. updated style. Um, really, really spectacular stuff. And they're also doing the retro line, the small three and seven, five inch figures. Cool. Uh, they look a little more classic, also a little more Dude. updated, but good stuff. Gejo classified is amazing. Collections, I would freaking love to see it. Uh, I do. I really want to wait till we get this new one set up and really see it in its full glory. Okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll be happy to post some stuff to your page. I understand, Mike. I see how it is. <laughs> so Jamie is a collector too, right? She is. Can we call her Miss Collector, Scott? Miss Collector. <gasps> we can. Our collectoress. Yeah. The collectoress. There it is. I like collectoress. Yeah. That's like okay. Um okay. How does her collection compare to yours? Well, she really brought in... When we met, I was really mostly focusing on uh, focusing on Transformers. She really brought in a Star Wars element. That that was her deal. We were at a convention. She saw this Boba Fett figure. She was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this action figure thing, and I want this Boba Fett. And then that kind of unlocked the modern version of our Star Wars collection. Please uh, tell me that you got to say the line to her. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that on the bucket list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, Boba Fett's like one of those rare Star Wars figures, right? If you get the one where, because then they take it off the market because they were worried a kid was going to kill themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Back in the original days, it was a mail-away figure, if I'm not mistaken. Originally, uh, it was going to have the shoot-away rocket on the back. And back then, there were several toy lines that had spring-loaded rocket launchers. Uh, Battlestar Galacta had one. Uh, It was just, it was dangerous. It was very strong. And you could definitely, as you would say, put an eye out. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. Boston, do you remember like the first kind of? Did you ever collect co- uh, toys? Uh, I had. Yeah. I, I mean, hmm. I I had a collection of it was it was more of like whatever I want. I didn't have a specific collection. It was definitely a this is good. You're going in the box. You're good. Uh-huh. You're going in my box. Uh-huh. Um, I did have a large number of Masters of the Universe stuff back yeah. in the day, though. Cool. Like nice. I had, I, I remember I I got a hold of the uh, Grayskull like playset. Oh, yeah. Jealous. Um, now and it's so weird too because it was a, it, this weird point in my life where like I hadn't fully started developing memories yet. Okay. So like I know that all this happened because of pictures and video and stories that my parents and uh, relatives tell me. Uh-huh. So so it's always weird thinking back to it because I see it from like this 3D perspective. Uh-huh. Like, I, like from this like outside, like watching myself play. Yeah. Oh, that's all that's that's you're all right. Like you do at one I can't think of what my mm-hmm. earliest memory is, but um did you have the did you have the He-Man where it had the battle damage on the chest? Um I don't think I got the battle damage one, no. That was my favorite He-Man. Um 
no, that's uh, I think for me the the one that I got obsessed with. Uh, I loved Star Wars, GI Joe, all that. But when we lived in Germany, they had these uh, things called mussels. Oh Muscle. yes, yes. They were like little. I think they were pink. They were all mm-hmm. like really tiny, and I think they were based on a Japanese a Japanese oh. series that got repackaged as mussels for America. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, like they had one that kind of looked like the Ultimate Warrior. Um, and then you would get like farther into the line, you would just get silly ones. Like one was like a, just a guy with a pyramid for a head, which I guess maybe Silent Hill. Um, yeah. but they would have it to where you could buy like for 10 bucks, you could get like a pack of 10. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The muscles for me. Uh, what about you, Scott? A lot of, uh, hentai porn figures. <laughs> yeah, I, started, I get it. I started really, really young. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no but it, it was uh, Ninja Turtles, He Man, yeah. GI Joes. Uh, I even had like the Ninja Turtle like sewer thing, you know, where the there was their home. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of Ninja Turtles, He Man, and GI Joes for me. I didn't know they had that. So they did the sewer yeah. home. They did. Yes. Uh, oh, man, I love that little thing. Uh, I had the pizza wagon, but I didn't know they did the, the turtle home. I don't think I ever had the wagon. But yeah, the, the yeah, because you, you could have it to where you could, it was all underground. You, you, you could see the, how the underground looked. But you could yeah. also have it on, on top. You could take off the little sewer thing and have them go in and out. It was so cool. Oh There's God. a smaller company called NECA lately that's been releasing Turtles projects uh, from the 90s. They do a movie oh. line and a cartoon line, and they yeah. are spectacular. I was talking about movable art earlier. Ooh. It really looks like stuff from the screen, just in three-dimensional really? art. Fantastic. Check it out. Are those uh, hard to find? Are they? Those are very hard to find. They're Target exclusives in most cases. Some of okay. them, uh, okay. the movie ones, I think, are Walmart. That's really kind of find them online deal. But at least check out the pictures of them. They're great. Oh wow! I'm seeing a Casey Jones unmasked here, and it looks pretty awesome. Ooh, nice. Which did anyone did anyone see that coming? That Target was going to be like the number one pop culture. <laughs> like, it is kind of weird, isn't it? Like they have that whole section that's just uh, that's just devoted to pop culture stuff now, don't they? They just yeah. started stocking models of all things. You don't talk about a dying really? art, something else that I really love, you know, building and painting the models. Yeah, they started stocking Star yeah. Wars stuff, Dragon Ball Z stuff. I buy Commander decks there sometimes. I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Is um, our model starting to come back? Because it seems like the cool thing is this generation that's growing up right now um, kind of has helped. Like I, the millennials and Gen Z have kind of helped push back Dungeons and Dragons and a lot of stuff that was cool when we were young. Are models making a comeback? I think that Gundam models in particular have kind of helped that come back a little. I don't know if I want to say comeback, but I think one of the positive things about the internet sometimes is it can bring niche groups like that together. And that, that's really kind of helped and bolster things for sure. Seeing Target stock them again is definitely encouraging. Uh, I think like there's yeah. a bit of a retro thing going on. Video games took over for so long. Uh, they nearly just annihilated the toy industry altogether. Other than yeah. maybe some, some Legos or stuff for little kids. But action figures have been on the decline for a long time, mainly because of video games. So it, it is cool to see the sort of nostalgic uprising of stuff like D&D uh, models. It's great. Yeah, and they're starting to – because you mentioned collecting wrestling figures. Have they started getting better with making the, char- the, the figures look more like the actual wrestlers or is it still pretty bad? Oh, they no, kind of look like melted. They look like that uh, wax museum in Gatlinburg. 
Oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, that's one of the reasons we started getting them, actually, is because the PAR has been raised on those as well. Uh, they use laser scanning sculpting techniques now to where it looks identical to them. And, and they'll do different price points. They'll be like, well, here's the $10 ones from the kids. And then they'll do like mm -hmm. the deluxe $25 ones and they'll get nicer as they go. And they're photorealistic in most cases now. Mm. That sounds that that and does AWA have their own line yet, or is it still just strictly basically the WWF? Uh, well, actually, uh, you're talking about those hard to find lines where people walk into Target at 7 a.m. AEW does have their own line, oh. and that's a highly scalped line, highly scalped because it's the smaller quantities, mm. and it's a very uh, fervent fan base that's looking for those figures. So it could be a challenge. And so you can't so like the people that just basically get online, you can't get these online. You have to, these are only in the brick and mortars. They're online, but in limited quantities. And uh, I believe it was Scott earlier that was talking about how it feels to maybe find a PS5 or a new Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, these these sites get wiped out by bots. They're literally sending bots in just like the consoles the to buy a yeah. hundred of yeah. these figures and then sell them on eBay. It's disgusting. I hate it. Yep. Yeah. I saw it happen last Thursday with uh, Xbox Series X. I was uh, just trying to see for a lark to see if I could put one in a cart. I wasn't going to get it, but I just wanted to see. And uh, Walmart sold out of it in 0.14th of a second. That's insane. You can find these things, but it's just such a drag to have to be on patrol for so long. Oh, no. So diligent. Mm -hmm. Keep I, looking and keep looking. Almost makes you want to build a bot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not. I mean, when the Switch first came out, it did take me till right around, I think, July before I could I was able to find one. And that's just being lucky and walking into a GameStop right when they had them on the shelf. Um, but right now, I wonder when you're actually going to be able to do that. I know I Microsoft know. is saying that their shortage should be kind of wrapping up shortly, but I kind of doubt that. Yeah, I heard like September, but I, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't yeah. know about that. And I know Sony is is our, is still saying, hey, probably next year, which is probably why they're not concerned that they're probably going to be pushing back Horizon. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody can play yeah, it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no sense in having uh, your big killer game out if, if, if it's still limited on your audience. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I know they're having a, um, what do they call their thing? Like uh, state of play? State, state of play, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think they're having theirs in September where they're going to go over like whatever their uh, fall plans are, which I think at this point will probably just be third-party titles like Back for Blood and Far Cry. Yeah, I can't imagine any, any first-party titles would be coming out. Yeah, I can't think of any because I know like Microsoft has at least two big first-party games for November to the end of the year with um her uh for uh what is that horizon uh forza horizon oh yeah the forza yeah that, that's that's their annual big one and halo uh, with kira knightley i think yeah she's, she's the, did you imagine how good she could be as katan though oh i know i think we, i think we're on to something i think we need to pitch let, let's find her publicist or her or, yeah let's know, get kira knightley in every movie yes Yes, I'm I, tired. I'm, I'm tired of us sleeping on Karen Knightley. I'm tired of these knockoffs, man. Who the hell is? And one reason why Boston could be confused about Karen Knightley, yeah. she was actually in the Phantom Menace. Was she? Yeah, she played one of um, Natalie Portman's uh, <laughs> sidekicks. I don't know what they were you're, called. You've got to be. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm not kidding. Balls? I'm looking at her IMDb right now. Hand to God. 
Uh, really? She was in Star Wars Episode One as Kira Knightley. Wow, I did oh. not know that. I think she was. You know how, like, when Natalie Portman had like the little handmaidens around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. She, she was one of I the know, handmaidens. I know exactly what scenes you're talking about. Yep, Kara Knightley was in there. It's all come full circle, Boston. Oh, I guess it has. That would be amazing if we're if we're experiencing some kind of damn Mandela effect, thanks to Boston <laughs> and Kara Knightley has been in every single am, movie Natalie Portman's been in. I, I have to confirm this. I'm on IMDb right now, and sure enough, she has credits for Episode One of Phantom Menace. Oh, there so goes the timeline again. Now we got another offshoot. Great. Where's the <laughs> her, her name was. Maybe this is the one where Trump doesn't become president in three days. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh no, we just created that timeline. No. Yep. <laughs> We did. Uh, oh. uh, so in this timeline, what's everybody playing right now? Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Boston. Um, I am still uh, trudging my way through the uh, Al- the Alan Wake Effect uh, DLC and Foundation DLC for Control. Oh, how is that? Oh, fun as fuck. Real fun. Um, game, just in general. Tough. Like, I have to go back and do more side quests just because I... I keep running into bosses that are I have to I have to think about and, and approach differently. Um So you're not between, gotta like all the superpowers yet, like from the side quests? I I've got most of them. I just haven't like I still have to just beef up my, my base character because I keep getting the shit kicked out of me. Huh. Um do they uh, basically, the two DLCs do they just intertwine them into the main game, or do they have like you have to start you have to actually start them up? Uh, you they are separate missions that come up once you get the DLCs, mm-hmm. and so it just it almost looks like just another side mission that pops up. But then once you start going down that path, it's like oh, this is there's much more here than I was ready for. Okay, and it's like. Is it spoiler? Doesn't spoil anything from the end game of the the standard game, right? Like the main game? No, 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 okay. no. Because uh, yeah, it's all it's all its own. Like it, it, it still takes most precedent from like the the story itself. Okay, but uh, it goes down some very different paths, uh, especially the Alan Wake stuff, because that's more just doing callbacks to that series. Mm. Like, is there some really cool like shout outs to the Alan Wake stuff? Oh yeah. Um uh spoilers uh spoiler alert. Um that was like, the as your... spoiler alert I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh spoilers. Uh as you're going through some of the missions, Alan is you know how they do the, the superimposed uh videos yeah. or things? Mm-hmm. Yep. It cuts to it, it. It does those where Alan is like writing what's about to happen, like Stanley Parable style. Oh, cool! And it's really weird because then you're oh, like, cool. and then this is you know, then, then, then the beast came out after, and I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> no, so I'm like, like walking around terrified, like, okay, where is he? Uh-huh. Where is he? What are you playing this on? Uh, PC. Okay, is it a part of the Game Pass? Uh, it is not. So it uh. Similar to how Game Pass just lost Playtale, uh, Playtale Innocence, um, okay. Contr- uh, Control actually got bumped off the Game Pass about a month or two ago. Mm. But about the same time it got bumped off, the Epic Game Store <laughs> showed up with uh, giving away for free. Oh, so I downloaded it on the Epic Game Store, 
and then they had a big sale on the DLCs, so I got all the DLCs for like seven fifty. Oh, nice! And so that's why I've just been keeping. Uh, I I pretty much ran through the the main quest again real quick, and I've been going back through to do all this uh, the the extra stuff. Yeah, just and so they can, said, you know, and they said that like they're for the foreseeable future going to stay in this universe, right? Like what they're doing here, they're building this into like a franchise. I don't really know. Okay. I, I've heard I've heard such rumors, but um, and, and good for them because they're uh, the game prior to Control just kind of was not that good. Mm-hmm. I think that they were trying to do was it, was, it was um, Quantum of no <laughs> what was it called? Oh, uh, I think it was it Quantum had Break. Little finger, it had Little Finger from uh, Game of Thrones in it, and it had. Uh, the one of the main dudes from fringe i think the problem with that game is they were focusing so much on the um live action stuff mm-hmm. and building a game around the live action stuff and it just wasn't that good mm-hmm. but control is awesome but so you think that you're kind of getting close to wrapping it up uh no <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> that's what the, that's what the break part is like there there's still so much more going on i'm like yeah <laughs> I'll have awesome. content for day, content for weeks. Nice. nice, and that's a good thing. I mean, that's not bad when you yeah. think about. Realistically, you paid seven dollar, about seven dollars and some change, uh, for a game that's like going to last you that long. That's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Scott? So uh, I've still been doing a lot of uh, Conan. That's that's what I've been spending most of my time in. Okay. Uh, Conan Exiles. That that I just I've been absolutely addicted to that. To that. Are you doing solo, or you are? Is it does it have the multiplayer aspect? I still have yet to touch uh, multiplayer, man. I strictly solo. Wow. Yeah, working the houses, exploring everything. Like it's just I've I've spent so much time in that game, and it's like I I I, I'm level fifty, and I don't even know how I even got there far because like just because the XP comes so natural. So uh, I've spent so much time, and I'm just I'm really enjoying it. Does it have a story, or is it more like an it, MMORPG? It has a very, very loose story. Like, you have to okay. actually go seek out the story. You know, like, I, I found my first major city, uh, and Conan was actually in it, uh, and he starts talking some things about the story and stuff, and then at some point, I think you find these little notes and scrolls about the overall story and this other female that was actually you know rescued with you so it's a very very loose story you have to actually seek out the story uh, now meeting conan in the game is that kind of like meeting a celebrity in real life (laughs) it's like oh my god conan i love you i'm playing your video game right now can i get your autograph (laughs) so you don't even get to play as conan no 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 you don't play as conan so that the the game starts with him rescuing you okay Uh, yeah you're like set up in a you know you're in the middle of a desert uh on you know like uh, on a cross uh, and he like, I, I still is unclear as much as time I've spent to the game. It's still unclear to me what, who puts you there and why, uh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but you have a, like a little thing on your wrist where it traps you inside this world, I guess you can't escape it. Uh, and, and if you take the, the thing off your wrist, you, you die instantly apparently. Uh, but, but then, but then eventually you meet Conan and we talk about, he talks about the other girl that he rescued too, and just kind of goes from there. But it's just hmm. so fun. Like even the lack of story, I still am engrossed into the game. That's you said you've got a lot of time in it. I bet it was yeah. Pontius Pilate that put you on the cross. 
That's what you, you want. God damn Pontius it. Pilot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> what have you been playing, Michael? My time has mostly been split between the amazing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is just oh, such a joy. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it really is. And uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, man, I absolutely oh. love that one. And that's a um, like a two D fighter, right? It is a 2D fighter from Arxis Games, a small company out of Japan. Uh, it looks like you're literally controlling anime characters. And I'm not talking about, oh, it looks like 2D art. It looks like you're literally controlling high-budget anime intro uh, from the show, if you know what I mean, <laughs> versions of the characters. Uh, it's spectacular. The control is so fluid. It's so intuitive. It's amazing. I love it. Are you playing it, like, online? I am just now starting to stick my toe in the water online. I've, I just really yeah. wanted to get my head around some characters. The systems in that game are a little different, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got a fight stick and I'm starting to fight people online and I'm, do, I'm doing all right. I've got, I feel nice. like I've got a pretty good intuition for it. I heard, does this one, because a lot of times these kind of fighting games are kind of bare bones. I heard, this one has a lot of content, right? I've heard great things about it. It it's kind of almost sort of paring things down a little bit to make okay. it a little more accessible where they can, but the content that is there is really rich. You've got 15 characters. I've heard people turn their nose up at that. I think 15 characters. People are used to now, like <laughs> they're used to like mortal Kombat and smash brothers where it's like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have like 40 characters and you play with two. But this is quantity, not quality, because each character feels dramatically different than the next. There's no reskins. There's there's only really one long range character on there. Uh, so each character feels very, very unique, which makes it feel rich to me. I, I love it. Nice. Um, and I am having a love hate relationship right now with the Avengers. Ah. Uh, um, oh. It was on a sale for twenty bucks. Uh, like I think the last week. I had some credit, uh, so I went ahead and bought it because I knew the Black Panther uh, DLC is coming soon, right. and that's going to be free. Um, I think it's almost at the point now because you know you have uh, the main game, you have two Hawkeye DLCs, the Black Panther DLC is coming. I think War Machine, Spider Man, and somebody else is supposed to still be coming, and all the DLC is free for this game. That's good, though. I like that. Yeah, which I think is only happening because of the shitstorm that came when that game <laughs> first came out. Yeah. Um, but it's really weird because when I'm playing, because I'm just going to do a single. I'm not. I don't give a shit about any of the multiplayer Destiny style stuff. Yeah. But when you're in the the levels that you can tell were created for the single player with set pieces and everything it's fun like the the voice acting is really good you kind of get used to how the characters don't really look like their faces they don't really look at like what you think these characters should look like um it's fun but then they they try to pad it out with um stages which are basically just stages from the multiplayer game with hey go here push this lever and do this and those levels just aren't fun um Mm. it's also you know you have your party you have to level up like a normal rpg levels up but it's frustrating how slow they level up and how slow they get their main powers like miss marvel has her power where she can like make her hand really big and smack people in the head with it or grow really big which is super fun but it takes forever for those uh, to charge. And then the other frustrating thing they do is there's so many cool like um, costumes, like different outfits, which are really deep cuts for comic book fans. But most of them are locked behind where you have to pay a stupid amount of credits. And 
it's one of those games where, hey, you can play and get these credits, but it's going to take you forever to get the credits to get one of those costumes. Or you can hand us money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it essentially works out to about 10 bucks a costume. So ah, it, it's, how long would it take for you to get one costume? Um, if you had to do it, I I don't know. I'm right now. I'm probably about ten hours into the game, and I have a hundred credits out of the uh, thousand that I would need to get. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's not fun, but the story, the set pieces are great. There's one piece where, as Tony Stark, you're in your mansion. It's crumbling. And you're basically trying to get through your mansion while you're fighting aim robots to get the pieces of your suit so you can make like a like a makeshift suit. And it's super oh, yeah. it's a cool scene. And the DLC's free, so that's gonna be good. I think if you can find this game for fifteen to twenty dollars, it's gonna be worth it just for the DLC. But like I said, the padding missions are just frustrating. It's also got a weird difficulty jump. Mm. Oh, like um, yeah, out of nowhere, because I'm playing as the Hulk and I'm loving it because the Hulk is basically you feel like you're the Hulk because he's indestructible and you're just running roughshed, roughshed through everybody. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm fighting a guy with the shield that I can't beat. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually ended up turning it to easy because I was getting so frustrated. But uh, it's still it's it just had some it just had some weird spikes. Uh, it's a noble failure right now is what I would say. Um, and it's frustrating because I really dug the company that is making this game because I like their I like their take on Tomb Raider. Oh, me too. I love it. I love their take on Tomb Raider. Yeah, and like I said, set pieces are good here. I'm hoping they're good in the. I heard the Black Panther is supposed to be like a 10 hour uh, DLC, which is kind of neat. I don't understand why the first two DLCs were Hawkeyes. <laughs> what they were? <laughs> yeah, they it's both like, Hawkeyes. Yeah, the first one is Kate Bishop Hawkeye, and the second one is the Clint Barton Hawkeye. That's odd. Yeah, it's very weird to have, and they also the 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 outfits they give you are gross for those. So I'm gonna be frustrated having to play through a gross outfit because I can't unlock yeah. a good outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because there's some really cool outfits, like some neat Iron Man outfits sure. and some cool Hulk. For they have Joe Fix It. Okay, that's cool. That's neat. Yeah. But I can't get it because I'll never, I'll be dead before I have enough credits. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Lame. That is so lame. Yeah. And after the Dr. Mario debacle, I'm not going to put money into games anymore. Oh, yeah. Let, let's start writing about that. Have you talked about okay. that here? Um, have, have you guys heard about what's going on with uh, Dr. Mario? No. no. Because this would infuriate the hell out of me. But I'll let you tell a story, though. Okay. So, you know, Nintendo kind of dipped their toe in the mobile market with the Mario mm-hmm. Run. Mario Kart, Dr. Mario. You Pokemon Go is like another company that does that. Um, mm. So they just announced the other day uh, that November 1st, they're cutting the game off. Um, what? Yeah, they're not only cutting the game off, they're going to make it where you can't even play it. Whoa. Yeah. So they're not getting So they're not doing a, hey, we're not doing any more updates. We're not going to do more content. It's basically you can't play any of it. You can't even play the single player anymore. You know, that's reminiscent huh. of a lot of uh, hit-and-run card games that I've witnessed over the years. There's a couple of Transformers that did that. They'll, they'll take everybody's money, then they'll just shut the whole thing down and run. Yeah, yeah it's it's insane. Uh, what they're going to do, though, Nintendo said, but the good news is there's going to be a website you can go to to um, reminisce about your adventures. <laughs> Yay. What? what yeah. The fuck? 
I wonder if it's going to be where I can reminisce to see how much money I spent on this game. Exactly. It's like, um, I, I, this is my money that I spent. <laughs> yeah, because I got to the point where I was playing it so much that I felt, hey, if I spend, if I put $10 into this game a month, 10 to $15 a month, that's okay because of all the time I'm getting out of it. I felt like that yeah, was okay. I get um, but now, like, I've spent that much money over the last uh, two and a half years. And as of November 1st, I'm not going to have access to any of it. That is well, I'll let you know. Shit. I will let you know um, as I immediately went to the Play Store to download. <laughs> like, hmm, maybe I can just maybe maybe I can find a way uh, to work around it, and I can just uh, sell my sell my phone later. Yeah. Uh, there is a game on the Play Store called Puzzle Pill. Uh huh. Oh, somebody's having fun. Yeah, apparently. Catchy. Didn't notice how loud it was. <laughs> but, well, okay, so it, it came up as Puzzle Pill, but it also is in the game in, in the Play Store as Doctor Virus Pill Classic, and it looks oh. like a Doctor Mario clone. So I'm gonna try it out later. Okay, I may wow. have to too. Uh, but no, it was so fr- it was so frustrating. Um, and Nintendo has now like you can't buy anything else more in the game, so at least that's good. So they don't fuck anybody else over. Yeah. But, right, right. Yeah, but just doing that is just ridiculous. Like, and it, it, it can't. And obviously they don't care because they said they're kind of getting out of mobile. Because I'm sure people already that play Mario Kart, but it's like, why am I going to spend any money on this game now? I, no, right. And, I, I yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's it's really turned me off about spending money anymore in in any kind of game like that because I feel like I felt like I got taken advantage of. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, So I guess we should start wrapping this up so Boston can actually get some sleep. I do have Um, a follow request though. When Uh, you're editing, Boston. When you're editing. (laughs) I I do have a final request for you, uh, Ryan, since you're our host. Uh, Yeah. So uh, one of our loyal uh, listeners today had had informed me, uh, you know, that I lost points with her uh because of the guacamole thing that i didn't like it and the only way i can get more points back is she loves the fact that boston calls me the time being she she, you know every time she said every time she hears that i get five points back so (laughs) (laughs) she said she said yeah i uh cracks me up every every single time so my proposition is we need to do more podcasts weekly so i can get more points back really quick well you know boston has to do a lot of editing so that's on that's up to boston right now we do our way to monetize you find a way to monetize this better than i'll I'll, more than happy to (laughs) or yeah that's that's a better way maybe we can like maybe uh throw the time being in here throughout the episode just randomly boston will just call me that <laughs> get my five hey, points every i'm episode. thinking of doing where i'm starting to look into maybe patreon for us so maybe that'll help yeah there but, you go <laughs> but right now i feel bad because we get we 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 have a boston edit three episodes a month and yeah. we do the pdq and the pdqs are supposed to be our fast pretty damn quick episodes which are supposed it's- to run in theory 45 to hour to an hour. I think we, we were being adorable when we said that at first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think the last one went two hours. Is that right, Boston? I probably did. Is that I the one so. that I, 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 oh, I didn't make? Was it the last one? Yeah, the one that you missed, I, uh, it went right at two, I think. Okay. Um, we do have one thing that we need to do before we get into recommendations, though. It's our only reoccurring segment. Oh, yes. Podcast yes. Pen Pals. Yes. Um, do we have a theme song for that yet, Boston? No. 
Mike D, make us a theme song. Yep. Just maybe it could be something with that song, "The Stand Stand" by REM. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Since it's all I get Dark Tower stuff. So anyway, um, my brother's my brother's birthday was today. So everybody say happy birthday, Will. Happy birthday, Will. Yeah, he didn't end up doing. He wanted to have the big forty-year birthday party, but with other things busting out with covid uh, um yeah he got a little nervous about it um, so that just proves i am the bigger uh fan uh, because he canceled the Dark oh Wars. yeah you so yep. you think he's trying to duck the yeah, trivia I contest i think he's okay. trying to duck i don't think he let's gets do, about let's do some trash I, talk let's do some I, trash talk I here he's just scared that to prove that the, to know that i'll be the biggest fan look to camera one scott and just yes. camera one is right on will speak okay. straight right to will will yep. I, I promise you, man, I understand being, being concerned, you know, the having the biggest fan of the Dark Tower series is a big responsibility and a title, but you don't have to hide behind COVID, man. Let's make this work. And I say this, guys, I would be scared if you have to go to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure, okay. Will, make sure Will doesn't hear this part, but I'd be afraid to go to. <laughs> okay, Boston could edit that out too. Uh, um, so he did have some questions. He said, okay. sorry. Uh, he said, say, tell Scott, yes, I have watched the movie. I thought it was all right. Everyone got mad about it not following the first book, but Stephen King even yeah. said it was supposed to be a continuation of the story, not a retelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So he wants to know, do you want to watch the movie with him? I assume you guys I, are going to hold hands. All right. I, yes. Uh, if he brings out hands. a popcorn bucket, just go with it. Yeah, 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 exactly. I want to bring a popcorn bucket with a hole cut out underneath. That's where there it is. And he wants to go, he wants you to go with him to the comic book shop. Yeah. And pick up some Dark Tower books. Right now, Boston, Ooh. I feel like me and you are just like outside this looking in. Okay. This new ongoing relationship that's happening. Now, is he talking about getting the Dark mm-hmm. Tower, the the comics, the comic books? I assume that's or what the, he's or thinking the, about. Are the graphic novels? They have graphic novels. Uh, okay. They're collected books, but I guess you can call I, them graphic novels. I'll, I'll, can I speak to him per, again? Just me and Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right camera one. All right, Will, I accept this. I would gladly do this with you. Uh, and I don't have any of those, so it'll be our, you know, I'll be the first time I own any of them. So, yes, okay. let's, let's nice. make this happen. And, and, and we'll uh, make sure we go to Will store. I mean, Will store. Wow. Will My brother store. has his own comic book store. <laughs> yeah, really, exciting. Will, Will, you now have been promoted. You, you have your own comic book store. You didn't even know it. And then he says here in the and I guess now like you're going, he said, I can't wait for the trivia competition um, to determine who is a bigger Dark Tower fan. So he still wants to do the trivia competition. Really? really? Can't wait. Well, he keeps well, I don't know if I believe that. Damn, you know what? I detect sarcasm. I'm just gonna, sarcasm there. There's definitely uh, sarcasm. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. We're going to put together some questions. Uh, okay. I don't know how we're going to film it. I I guess that's some Boston because Boston's our producer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it can be yeah, just a anything that we can film it with. Just a regular phone, I think. With. But we want it to sound good. We don't want it to sound like. Yeah, true. True. Well, you know what? Boston's a good producer. He'll figure it out. I think you will. Yep. Um, so to end this, uh, we'll go to recommendations. Right. Uh, Scott, do you want to start us off? Yes. Camera one? I'm excited about this recommendations because this has been recommended, recommended on our podcast. I don't know how many times, uh, probably four to five times at least. Uh, and I had never watched it. Uh, so I finally watched Ted Lasso yes. and I cannot hyped this show up enough it is phenomenal 
Uh, I've, I just finished the first season yesterday, I think. Oh, good, good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is incredible. Uh, it, 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 it's so, it's such so, it's a heartwarming story too. Like, like you cannot not like Ted. Like, yep. it, he's, it, it's just, it's, he's just a good guy. But it's, but it's also so funny too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I can't recommend it enough. So, if you have not seen Ted Lasso, please go watch it. Yep, Apple TV. And if you have yep. PlayStation 5, Apple TV is free right now for six oh, months. Well, there yeah. you go. You have no excuse not to watch Ted Lasso if you have a PlayStation. Yep. And Mike, do you have Apple TV? I do not. I think I have every other streaming service. Well, now you do. All you got to do is download Apple TV. And when you open it, when you start it up with an Apple account, it'll say in the corner, uh, click here for PS5 special. And then it'll give you the six months for free. That is a long time. Yep, and there's wow. a lot of really awesome. quality stuff on uh, Apple TV. Thanks, I'll do it. Yeah, yep. Uh, it, it really is not just Ted Lasso. There's some really great, great things on there. Yep. What else do you like on there, Scott? Uh, I really love the Tom uh, Hanks uh, movie, the submarine movie that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and Mythic Mythic Quest is it Mythic Quest? Yep. Oh God, Mythic Quest has been so good. Yep. Uh, if you have, have ever played any MMO game in your life, you you will appreciate uh, Mythic Quest. It is so damn funny. Uh, it, it's it's just basically uh, around a guy who started up an online MMO based gaming company, and just hilarity mm-hmm. ensues. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, that's the one with Charlie Day and yes, uh, uh, Rob McNerney and my waifu Ashley Birch. Yes, thank you. Oh, she's yes. so gorgeous on that show. We are going to fight over that one, Boston, because I want her to be my wife. Uh, I mean, we I can, think she's a lesbian <laughs> in real life, so this is going to be weird. We might be fighting for no reason, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I still say fight. Yeah, she's my favorite uh, like female voice actress uh, that I've ever experienced in video games. So, yeah, I really like her. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's the best. I used to like that uh, YouTube show she had. Which, hey Ash, what's your plan? Yep. Hey Ash, what's your plan? It was uh, it was oh, funny. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Oh, if you get just go go watch it. Okay. Yeah, like, just, as, soon as, you, as soon as we're done, ask what you're playing. Hey Ash, what's your plan? In oh, fact, hey Ash, what that you is playing? my. Okay. In fact, that is my recommendation. Everybody, what? go back. Okay. Go back in time. Nice. Nice. We're going back in time, and you're gonna go okay. watch. Hey Ash, what's your plan? All right. Because it's goddamn amazing. Yep. Awesome. I like her dad on the show. I think my favorite is still um, when she makes an entire speech about how Peach should be the n- new Smash meta because her, <laughs> because she has a booty that literally goes pow. Wow, that's pretty and, good. And that's she amazing. oh, and it's beautiful because it's this whole whole beautiful like a beautiful speech that she delivers, and her brother's staring at her confused, and when she finally is done, he's like, "Where did you learn all those words?" <laughs> she said i started drinking the chemicals under the uh, under the sink nice. <laughs> do we need to go to the hospital yeah i'll drive and then so it's like starts pretending that she's holding the wheel right there in the kitchen it, awesome. i can't believe that guy's no longer working for uh borderlands uh well he he as i remember he he quit that like he, he only did as far as i remember he only did two okay like, he, he only really worked on two writer. Yeah, no, he's great. He did a uh, Anthony Birch did a comic with uh, Clive Barker, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Uh, they did a, they did a comic for DC, I believe. 
but hmm. so that's your yeah, recommendation he's still, is uh, he's, still getting, he's still getting work so nice that's what i like because they're both really talented and after oh, yeah. you watch that make sure you watch the let's talk about something more interesting yes but uh what's your crush's name again there Scott? i'm not gonna say because i can't pronounce her last name <laughs> it's amazing saskia hamilton yeah <laughs> so is that your recommendation boston or you have another yes no no that's it okay awesome um I'll recommend a show on FX uh, on Hulu. I guess it's FX on Hulu uh, uh, called Dave. It uh, oh. stars Little Dicky. Um, not a big fan. I didn't really know who Little Dicky was before this show. It's kind of done kind of like a hip hop version in a way of like a Louis C.K. where he plays, I guess, like a, a kind of version of himself. Um, mm-hmm. But it's super funny. The second episode, Little Dicky is going to get his first live performance, but it's at a 10-year-old's uh, funeral. Oh, God, wow. <laughs> and he has to write that sounds about a right. song about him, um, but make it funny, but also heart-endearing. And it's incredible. And there's a Macklemore uh, cameo in it, which is Chef's Kiss. Um but yeah, it's <laughs> it surprised me because I think I had only listened to one Little Dicky song before and I thought it was stupid. So I just assumed the show was going to be bad, but somebody what, had recommended what, what, it. Oh, someone recommended it to you? Okay. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I watched through two episodes and I, I think it's pretty good. Nice. Yep. Uh, called Dave. Um, and Mike D, since you're the guest here, we'll let you close it out. What's your recommendation? Uh, that was a tough pick. There's some stuff I'm excited about. Uh, since we're on the TV theme show, uh, TV, God, sorry, sorry, Boston, the uh, no. TV show theme. I think I'm going to go uh, with Stargirl. Uh, oh. I really want to see some attention mm. brought to this show. I think it's one that slipped through the cracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original awesome. first season is on HBO Max. It's awesome. Whereas Suicide Squad is, you know, the dark, ex- guts exploding, violent side of the DC universe. Stargirl, very wholesome. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of good natured acting going on. You can just see everyone's into it. Uh, season two starts today on the CW. Normally, I'm not oh. into CW shows, but uh, I, I do want to recommend Stargirl. Check I it out. You, Mike. Yeah, and it stands you. alone. It stands alone from the rest of the CW stuff. It really does. It doesn't tie into any of the other uh, okay. CW universe stuff. All right. No, no. In fact, uh, it wasn't on CW for the first season, if I'm not mistaken. I, was it? I think it was. It, it was originally. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be the DC app. Right, um, right, right. And then when DC, when CW was hurting for new content at the start of the pandemic, they just pushed it. They, you know, they just basically at that point were going to be done with the app anyway, and they put it on CW. Mm-hmm. Well, it does not feel like a CW show. Hopefully, season two does not. I'm a little worried, but uh, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super good. It's fun. It, it's so crazy that. to see some of those characters on screen. And I want to give a uh, runner-up to Wellington a Paranormal. That's awesome. <gasps> Ooh. Wait, That's, wait, wait, uh, wait, what is that called? Wellington Paranormal. It's uh, a spinoff Ooh. of what we do in the shadows. It's New Zealand humor. It's uh, created by Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords and Taika Waititi. It's oh, uh, there, hilarious. Man. Also oh, on I'm HBO there. Max. And uh, it's also on the CW as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I think what we do in the Shadow Season 3 is super close. September 2nd, I believe. Yep, and Taki, how do you pronounce, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with his name. Taika think... Wachiti. Uh, yep. Yes. Um, his other, he has another new show that just started on Hulu yesterday called Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is getting uh, really good reviews. I think anything he does is good. Mm-hmm. Creative but, force so of So Wellness Paranormal is just as good as what we do in the sh- It's kind of like Cops, right? 
it, yeah, it's uh, like cops in the X-Files mockumentary style. Uh, it's clever. I do recommend subtitles. Those accents are thick, uh, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really hilarious. They're having a great time with it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's, it's silly okay. and clever. Uh, it's great. Check it out. Perfect. And they already got three seasons in the books. Uh, they do. There was actually a show from a couple years ago, and they're just yep. now airing it in the U.S., and it, it holds up. You, you wouldn't know. Awesome. Cool. Awesome recommendation, man. Cool. Thank you. You know what, guys? I think we did it. I think mm-hmm. we nailed it. I think we I think nailed it. We did, except for Boston screwing up with Kira Knightley. God damn it. Um, <laughs> that was good. Cool. I was perfect throughout the whole episode. So, you know, I don't, Roger, I don't remember anything about Kira Knightley. What are you talking about? I don't think, I don't think that, that even happened. Wow. Okay. I guess, uh, Michael, you're on my side then, I guess. I guess it's me and you against the world. Tag team. Yeah. Back again. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to get on boss's good side in case uh, Ashley Birch ever you know, goes our way. So, okay, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. Let's yeah. say Ashley Burke came up to the two of you and said, yeah. hey, I'm horny for you both. we yeah. got to have a devil's three-way. All right, and good night, everybody. In? It's going uh, to be welcome to the internet. Thank you. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Can we get the, me and Boston get to do the Eiffel Tower high-five no homo thing? I, if you want to, but anyway, Boston's in, in the show, so we'll never know. Mm. <laughs> That's true. All right, let's yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, it was wonderful getting to see you, Mike, or to talk to you, Mike. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you in person one day again. Indeed. Um, we'll roll so, some uh, dice over the table, hopefully. Oh, uh, yeah. I do hope so. I've, uh, I have. I've so wanted day. to. Uh, that I've got so many, so many things I want to finish, just sitting on the tip of my brain, just like ah. So you're doing. saying that we may see the end, like we'll see more of your D and D podcast. I, I do hope so. I mean, I got to I got to catch up on what we've still been do- we already have recorded, and then figure out what we're gonna do about season two. But oh, that's exciting! Uh, that's until a good then, podcast. Nice. until then, go check out uh, Geeks Geeks Inherited the Earth. Uh, when any of your podcast can be found, and uh, beautiful people, of the internet. We will see you all in the next episode. Good night. Bye. 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 So chill till the next episode. Yeah. To let me know Should I stay or should I go If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know